Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen, and... Me, Kate Thompson. Yep, and some (laughs) big news... Kate is now engaged. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, congrats, Kate. Thank you. I'm excited. I, I mean, I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm really bummed out about this one. This is gonna be no. It's I'm super excited and yeah. That's I, wonderful. Did yeah. the did the proposal happen somewhere that you like in the history of your relationship? Or so just- well, she. So every Monday. I have a crew of people that we play D&D with. And uh, so that's like where we were just at home. Like we always have it in our apartment. And um, it was like the normal crew of people. But then like one extra person was there. And I texted Jessica. I was like, is everything okay with her? Like how come she's over? Uh, Just our friend Steph. And she was like, oh, yeah, she just like wanted to hang out with people tonight. I was like, cool. Like thought nothing (laughs) of it. And then, uh, yeah. And then, um, Andrew Stanton is our DM. I don't, I think you might know him. He's subbing for Bombardier. This is some UCB stuff. I do believe I know Andrew Stanton. I just can't think of the face. He's, uh, a incredibly talented, awesome, great comedian and also our dungeon master. And he like said all this really cute stuff about love and like had written it down even. I was like, wow, he really outdid himself on this one. As the DM, you're thinking just as the the DM. DM. Yeah, completely. I was like, he's wow, he's really put a lot of forethought into this. He must have read something that had to do with love and it inspired him. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, he turned around and Jessica had the ring and uh, yeah. And I said, yes. And now I got to get her back. I got to I got to propose. I got to parry. Is that a thing? I mean, that's what I want to do. I don't have to. I'm Uh. sure I don't have to, but I, I. have uh you know i gotta i just want to do something that's like special and nice that's cool yeah great yeah. well congrats thank you i'm excited <laughs> I <love laughs> did you expect you- the whole tale <laughs> to unfold <laughs> well you're getting it all okay cool. uh i loved it i loved, wanted to hear it i wouldn't have asked if i didn't want to hear sure sure um so we have a new segment <laughs> this season um um called Oh boy, email. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly named segment. Um, we do have one email um, from a listener, which is really exciting. So cool. Um, thank you to Alex um, Aronomics. Uh, Aronoth. Aronoth Ar- Ar- I keep. I this is really funny because I can't pronounce his last name properly, and this email addresses that's why pronunciation. Emailed us. We're gonna be receiving several emails. Yeah, he's from gonna just. Aaron. This is just gonna be a constant loop of Alex correcting <laughs> us from here on out. Alex, uh, but we really Shit. do. I, just I mean, Ar- like Aronofsky, and then I'm just eliminating Ar- Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Just send us a voice message. Aronowitz. Aronowitz. You're probably doing it right because you pronounced Alex Aronowitz last season's guest last name perfectly <laughs> although i've been doing mignola yeah we've been time. yeah and then in addition to that we are fully aware that we've announced uh <laughs> mignola completely cor- incorrect it upset a lot of the listeners yeah but thank you for addressing that and just li- continue to listen even if we do we say welcome correction we thrive yeah. on it yes we want it <laughs> but let's to alex's email it was really great um he wanted us he, real quick to tell, uh, he wanted to correct us on our pronunciations of two things, uh, which was Nimu, M N I U E, which I'm pronouncing incorrect, but he says it's Nimu 
Nimui. He even phonetically wrote it out for me, and I still can't read I it. I mean, we're just... But, I, I mean, thank you. We'll try our best. <laughs> Stumbling about in the dark. As an actor, if there's anything that I can't pronounce, it takes me like, I feel like a full 24 to 48 hours to finally get my brain and my mouth to agree to it. Sometimes to you say. really do have to hear it to snap yes. into it. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to just read yeah. it off the... Yeah. Um, and then the other one was, a, I think this is a character... Um, which is he phonetically put it out for us to Daimyo, 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 the character Daimyo. Daimyo. That one I got, I think. Um, but that is the character he pointed out that the character Daimyo is a Japanese American. Actor Daniel Day Kim is Korean American, which for some reason, um, Twitter finds okay. I almost find it more racist. LOL. Yeah, just um, to be interchanging people's ethnicities and not like being like he's Asian, close enough. Yeah, I do. I can see what he's. I think he's what right. Alex is saying. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, with these big those things, I think they have to, we have to pick our battles. But maybe that's a battle to pick. But apparently, Twitter's okay with it. But I think that's a lot of like uh, this is <laughs> as a white just, male. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of that where a lot of the voice comes from like us white liberals. Yeah. And then we sort of just go half the distance. Yeah. I maybe mean, I'm wrong, but yeah. I mean, it would be dynamite to just have. The actual, like a person of the actual ethnicity of the character to to play them, but yeah, and and there's sometimes I, like, it's just I wish I could see a round table with actors of color in like that conversation yeah. because I think put some people there like like you said they just sort of do a blanket Asian and it's like oh we can substitute you for anything it's like but no that's not true to a production company that's all it means like yeah. that's all they you know they don't care about. I don't know that they haven't cared up until this point and they probably view this as like exceedingly progressive and yeah, they're yeah. just not quite there yet. Not quite there. Hopefully nope. that changes though in the future. Yeah. Um, but he says that is neither here nor there, but you know, it's an issue. We want, we were yeah. with you on that. I one, think Alex. it's here and now and here and <laughs> yeah. there. Um, he said that he thought the first episode was great. He'll be listening regularly. So thank you, Alex, for yeah. that. We really appreciate it. Um, and he had some quick questions for us. Um, the first question he had is, is there a full reading list that you'll be following? He said he's read them all, but I would love to be following along at the same time. Um, probably by now, if you're listening to this, Alex, I probably have emailed you personally, uh, possibly a list, but I will publish that list to our blog and links to it online. Still just putting that together as we're recording this right now, but I hope to have that updated and for our, our listeners, something that they can follow along, at least in the order that we've chosen to um, read. Yeah. I mean, primarily it's chronologically by date, according to the Wikipedia article. Yeah, that's what we're going to go off. Uh, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a pretty good indicator gauge yeah. yeah but i thought i'd put something together just for them nice especially and then he went on to say will you be simultaneously covering pbrd lobster johnson Witchfinder, and other spin-offs uh we touched on Witchfinder just because mm-hmm. i picked it up randomly in an, uh, a previous episode i think that is uh, to be determined at this point for us do you want to hit it chronologic like the way that i it think so we should do it chronologically yeah because there's a lot in the mignola and hellboy universe mm-hmm. that i think we're going to touch on but i think we should just continue to try to do our best chronologically i'm fine but, with that yeah and if it feels a little weighty like something like when the abe sabians roll out maybe we'll just wait till we finish hellboy but i think that's yet to be determined and 
if that list is out, I'll probably be on a Google Doc and I'll probably update it as we go for our listeners. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that because, I mean, I've gone back and done Angel and Buffy as they've uh-huh. appeared in by air date. Ooh. So that you're like fine, you're like watching these characters in their two in their respective shows. That's awesome. Um, so I wouldn't mind interspersing like however, like chronologically ac- across all of these the different boards. Let's do that. Then. Yeah, I mean, I'd I think be fine it's determined that. right now in the air that we'll just continue <laughs> reading everything chronologically. To the based on to, my Buffy, my Buffy Angel watching yeah. history. So yeah. I'll do a little research and seeing on the dates on when those come out. We'll roll them in too. That's yeah. determined now. We'll make a spreadsheet. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. You yeah, made us, you forced you. us to discuss it and determine it on air. Are you guys enjoying the spreadsheet content that I we're laying you out are. for you? Ooh, I hope there's somebody out there that's just like, oh, yeah, thank you for this. And then they go and start another podcast about spreadsheets. Immediately. Um, and do you, have you been introduced to Lobster Johnson and the amount of you read? Uh, no. I'm not going to say any more then because okay. I want you to be introduced to him when we get in there. Cool. Uh, and then great. And he said, like I said, I enjoyed it so much. Finally, a Hellboy podcast. Hell yeah. That does lead me to believe, uh, to, not to believe, it leads me to just want to address that there is a second podcast out there called the Hellboy Book Club yeah. that, crazy enough, like minds, genius minds, think the same, decided to start a podcast that goes through Hellboy. Um, I don't know what their their um, goals are, but... It, check them out if you want to. I know they're 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 addressing other things differently than us, which okay. I think is great. Cool. Um, I've seen some of their posts on Instagram that are actually very cool. Some like addressing. Some I'm sure of, they're awesome. Their inspiration of some of the art that's in there, um, and I think it's great. So check cool. that out. Continue <laughs> to listen to us, though. <laughs> yeah. Don't get burnt out on Hellboy and not listen to our podcast. Yeah. Later. Again, <laughs> thank you, Alex, um, for being our first um, email in. Oh boy. Email. <laughs> um, real quick, we just want to do a shout out. We're not going to go through all the um, the handle names, but just shout out to all the Instagram, Twitter, um, the Reddit messengers out there that have a, um, actually posted about us. Yeah. We really uh, thank you a, a lot. That's really cool to hear back from people you don't yeah, know. It's, it's awesome. cool to have friends, but to make new friends through strangers liking what we're putting out, we really just want to give you a big thank you. It's really cool. We love it. I love you. And also check out the Hellboy News. I think that's the hashtag online. Mm -hmm. Hellboy underscore news. I think that is a great source on Twitter and Instagram for Hellboy updates. They started following us back and I think they're great. Great source. And there's other ones on there like the Hellboy, uh, I think, fan. I I, I don't know all the tags, but we're following them. So follow who we're following. Why not? Yeah, man. And then lastly, I just wanted to address something that had brought up to me from an Instagram, a couple of Instagram readers and stuff, is that we talked about Christopher Golden as one of the writers last season Yeah, for the movie. He has since been really weirdly taken off the IMDb page mm. as a accredited writer, but people kept pointing out that he has written novels and it, and it, it dawned on me when they pointed that out. I was like, they're hundred percent correct. And two, I have read one of them. Oh, what, what? I, the lost army. I oh, read cool. the lost army. Um, I do think we're going to, to roll those in to our reading as we go. Hell yeah. Um, Cause, and I think we're going to do, I was thinking, uh, we're going to probably do some things called, um, Hellboy, uh, book report for those ones where they sort of just That's get cool. their own time. Yeah. Um, cause they're just, they're things that I don't think we can like these, we can read these in about a couple of days or even one day. 
Novels are a little more, take a little more time. I'm a slow reader, even on easy reading. Hey man, it's, yeah. But Christopher Golden is a great, he's a great source. He's been writing Hellboy novels and other things for quite a while. I enjoyed The Lost, uh, The Lost Army. Very enjoyable read. So, you guys got me. You really dunked me online on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we're always learning. We're perpetual students of Hellboy and we'll continue to be corrected. Yeah, why not? The internet for, you know, as long as you're putting stuff out. Um, And speaking of being corrected, (laughs) um, this year, um, this is, when this is, you're listening to this, it's far past the... Uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2018. Yeah. But this is the first year I ever went to a Comic-Con. Oh, Or San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I went down there. Um, It was really cool. Just for a day, a friend of mine, um, good friend Joe Saunders, he invited me down because his girlfriend could not make it with him. So... Um, I don't know if this breaks any San Diego rules, but I went in as a, as Rachel, as Rachel, and sure. I, could, I wasn't going to say her last name because what if like, they're listening? Right. <laughs> then they'll know and he'll be banned forever. They shouldn't be banned. It wasn't like we were both there at the same time. We hadn't like, yeah, we hadn't like cracked any code. Yeah. Or, you're not like walking out with two tickets for like two more yeah. people to come in. And yeah. we just did the, we didn't go really into panels. We just, cause we only had a day. Yeah. Um, I was a little disappointed by that because Friday I went down, but Saturday, I believe coming up, or I went third, no, I think I went Thursday and then Friday yeah. is when I went back to work a job down there, but I couldn't go to the con, Bunner. but they were celebrating, um, the 25 year anniversary of Hellboy with Mike <sighs> Mignola. Yeah. And I was like, the course I come, I could come the day before, <laughs> yeah, right. not the day of. That sucks. Yeah. They were celebrating that, but I did walk past his booth. I was very tempted about, I think I even texted you, Kate, yeah. maybe, about being down you there. You sent me some pictures and you were like, I might have to buy uh, this original art. And I was like, not you, being helpful. I'm like, uh, yeah, do it. Pull the trigger. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't have this money. Yeah, So I didn't exist. buy the like exclusive Comic-Con like art that he did. In yeah. the end, I, uh, I think somebody pointed out, I was like, it's a print. You don't need, yeah. to, you don't need to like... There was some original art that Break was the high ex- like highly expensive that you could get of his. Yeah. But I I mean, I couldn't afford that, period. But I was like, I don't need the print. I'll get things when I can afford them. Yeah. But it was cool to walk by his booth. He wasn't there, but that was just cool. It was so like low key too, minimalist, just very on point for Mignola. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his booth reflected his overall yes. <laughs> flavor. Very much so. Have you been to Com- San Diego? No, no, no. I was quite put back on how comfortable it was in the convention center really like floor it was very clean everything was very sharp looking there was carpet it was very like wow this is very put together that i and like temperature wise i expected to be feel too much uncomfortable and like it could have been that i was there on thursday so there's not as many people but even if there's people i was like this feels like a disneyland where i feel clean like everything is sort of pristine at this point and with how much money goes into it like it better be it, yeah <laughs> it has to be i've only ever been to like wizard world a couple times back in philly oh cool um that was really fun but yeah, yeah it was like just the convention center. like it wasn't it was big but it wasn't at this like echelon of right like it's not that nothing's that for sure yeah but yeah i enjoyed it i had fun on the floor cool um it was very brief but I saw your pictures with Joe. Yeah, I love. I had a little series with Joe Saunders because he makes me laugh, and that man is so good. He is an angel. He's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was really cool. There was a lot of cool stuff from that. Um, the only other cons I've gone to is Salt Lake Con 
one year. Oh, cool. And then one year where I performed at Tournament of Nerds. I keep performing at Tournament of Nerds and I'm really bad at that show, but it, I went to, Just I think fun. it was WonderCon. I think that's also in San Diego or nice. near there. But the San Diego was like the official one. Yeah. It was very cool. Uh, but real quick, with Hellboy at the San Diego Comic Con, they, as I said, they celebrated a 25 year um, Hellboy anniversary while there. That was cool. Um, there's a link that uh, Animation Magazine events that sort of talked about that. I'll try to post that on our blog or um, somewhere. I bet all of our listeners have already heard about all this. Mm-hmm. But then the cool thing, I just wanted to like, it's a little late, but congrats to Mignola once again with winning an Eisner Award this year. Um, his book um, with Adam Hughes, um, Cramp, I don't know how to pronounce something again. Um, it's the, his little like, with the Krampus character. Yeah. That little run. Krampusnot. Krampusnot. See, you can pronounce everything so fast. I mean, that's, I, it's just like, I mean, not really. I'm sure I'm saying it <laughs> real silly. Krampusnot. Like Krampusnot. any kind of German. Yeah. You're putting that, gr- you're doing great acting. <laughs> this won an Eisner that. Award. Um, I do believe it won it for like best short. He won it for, um, he got nominated. He won it for best single issue one shot. That's what they won it for. And then they were also nominated this year for Hellboy Into the the Silent Sea for best penciler, inkler, and Gary Gianni. And then best coloring, Dave Stewart, who's in that PBRD, The Devil You Know. But yeah, that's just cool. Congrats to that. The that's really cool. For 25 so cool. years, he's still, you know, his, his book is still getting awards. Racking and- up Eisner's, dude. Yeah, it's wonderful. Wonderful to know that. Um, and then a quick little fun update to um, Countdown to Hellboy 2019. There's not much out there that's updating, but there was rumors I, uh, I read online that David Harbour teased that there would be no announcements or anything about Hellboy at San Diego Comic-Con, but he sort of teased that there might be some new information, possibly footage, I don't know. At the New York Comic Con. So if that hasn't happened yet, keep your ears out for that. I'm not sure when that hits, to be honest. Um, And then one last thing I'm going to do on Mike before we get to the reading our uh, issues is, so, Kate, got you a couple of things while I was at the con. No way, dude. Yes. Stop. I didn't get you anything from my boring, normal days. Who cares? Just living my life. So when I went up to the the Dark Horse booth, they had all this cool stuff, a bunch of, and I was like, what's something in here that I could get my co-host? <laughs> and, I, and I got something, these are all for something that, for both of us. I got us badges that are like classic, like <gasps> Boy Scout sort of badges, but for the Bureau of, Bureau for Paranormal Research it. and Events, BPRD I badges. I love it so much. It's so awesome. So we have matching <gasps> ones of those oh for us. Oh my God. I need to buy a cool coat just to put this on it. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're now unofficial members. Oh, hell yeah, dude. This is so cool. And then. Oh, I love this so much. I'm glad you do. I'm so happy This you is do. blowing my mind. Yeah. I was like, we have to have It's these. such a nice patch. I will post pictures of these online for our <laughs> listeners. We've probably already seen it. Then, when I was in New York briefly, I went to Midtown Comics. Oh, cool. I was looking at their Funko Pops, the Funko characters. Yeah. They didn't have any of the traditional Hellboy, and I was really upset. Yeah. And they only had, like, the new, like, Ungrama one. It's mm. like him with horns and all that. 
And I was like, that's not, I don't want that. I just yeah. want Hellboy. It's basic. And so, uh, with, of course, Khan has a million of these things. So I bought myself the Hellboy. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Look at that. Oh, my God. Oh, one so Hellboy. Good. And I was like, well, you know what? I can't just get myself Hellboy. I got to get Kate. The Abe oh, yeah. Sabian. <laughs> oh so that Abe God, Sabian is yours. <laughs> oh. oh my God. I feel like we so, should like play with these. Right I know. Now. <laughs> I mean, I will probably open mine. I can't, I'm not I, a collector. It's so hard. I only have one. I have an Elvira that's still in the box. Oh, that wow. was a gift from my a friend. And of a, fu- like a, pop? a Funko Pop Pop-a? Elvira. Oh, cool. But I do have, and then I have some Game of Thrones characters that made their way out of the box. Um, but then they're so easy to drop because they're so top heavy. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? So like those things have been, they're that's battle true. damaged at this point. I just I feel want... like it's good photo op with these so open cool. out of the package next to microphones. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. I'm hugging Kate. you across the table. She's hugging me across <laughs> the table. Um, but great. so great. You're welcome. I'm glad you're <gasps> happy about you. those. Hey, you're putting a lot of good time into this, so you deserve it. <laughs> so um, are you. What are you doing? Meh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pronouncing a lot of things wrong (laughs) (laughs) and and not having my facts right and ready. But um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive right into the second full length story of Hellboy and his adventures. Wake the devil. (laughs) I'm Sarah and I'm Beth and we host Everything is Rent, a podcast about the Broadway musical Rent. Every week, we're joined by a hilarious guest to talk about one of Rent's 525,600 songs. We'll answer questions like, is Rent the best musical of all time? Has Rent aged well? Are they not going to pay Rent? The answer to all these questions is yes. That's Everything is Rent on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. This is Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast with Mark David Christensen. And Kate Thompson. Um, Now we're going to dive right into... Hellboy's Wake the Devil um, tonight, or tonight, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> they know. They must they know. They know. I'm driving during the day. <laughs> it's not night. night. <laughs> That's the emails we're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be proud of that person for figuring out their email. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Way to go. Um, so quick facts about Wake um, the Devil. Um, the public, I just wanted to go over real quick some of the publication information because I think it's really pertinent. Yeah. There's some credits I want to give out to the people that really made this book come to life. Um, this in, was published um, in 1996 from June to October. So we're covering the issues that came out in June, July in this um, episode. The Again, this was Mignola's first full out full-length storyline that he's written and done the penciling for fully. It was colored by James Sinclair, and then Dave Stewart did color. He was like a color separator on it. Lettered by Pat Brazou. Brazou? Um, Again, (laughs) I'm so self-conscious now about the pronunciations. Again, and then edited by Scott Alley. Um, But it's very cool. So I think that covers... All the information on that. Yeah. Great. So let's just jump in right in. Heck yeah. I think the first thing we wanted to talk about was the dedication. Yeah. Um, The dedication to this was dedicated for Dracula and all those other vampires I have loved. <laughs> which is a cool, I think a really fun 
dedication yeah. that Mignola has given. It's just like, I'm having fun with my classic vampire stories right here. Yeah. yeah. And that definitely will play right into this story. For line, sure. Which is so cool. So great. Cool, real simple chapter one page. The great classic uh, Mignola skull right there. Mm-hmm. And then our first page. Ooh. We just, yeah, like I think you said, Kate, off mic, we talked about this briefly, is that this book just gets right into the action, just pushes us right into it. Like as before, yeah. I don't think totally it's off, but as before, it was sort of almost like a slower burn. But this one is just like, we're going to jump right in. Yeah, we already have like helicopters flying over frozen mountains like right off the bat. Yeah, that's our first panel. Yeah. The whole thing. And it's, I mean, and the dialogue even has like urgency behind it. Yeah. Immediately. Like he's, we just hear this. There it is right there. I knew it. I'll be damned. And this helicopter says Zinko on it. We, at this point, we don't know what Zinko is. No. What is that? Um, then three panels at the bottom where you see the pilot and a passenger with a Zinko coat on. And we see the outside of this um, big old castle in, in the um, northern coast of Norway. And that art hidden in the Arctic Circle. And that I love that he's like, there's not supposed to be anything out here. I mean it. Nobody knows it's out here. I'll be goddamned. Like <laughs> I love just all the surprise too. Yeah. Of like, whoa, we're this isn't supposed to be here. Yeah, nothing. It's just supposed to be more mountain. <laughs> yeah, more mountain. Yeah. And ice. And then he says the the passenger get, who's getting out in the panel says to the pilot. If I'm not back in one hour, you you lift off and call my London office. Ask for Mr. Pope. Tell him what we found, and he'll give you instructions. Speak to no one. So it's very secretive. Yeah. Sort of keeping us in the dark, really, what's going on. But it's really, I love creating in just one page that mystery. Yeah. And you also get that this guy's like a big shot guy doing, you know, whatever he's doing. Yeah. He's got a London office. Definitely. He's got a helicopter pilot. Yeah. Zinko must mean something. Yeah. Because it's everywhere on his clothing. Even yeah, on his it's on gloves, his glove here. Yeah. Which we've turned to the, the next page. And this is like a cool because we went from like all that dialogue and then this almost nearly silent first se- or second page. Yeah. Of him walking up. Um, and then we see like a window, him picking up a rock. These I love these little tight little panels like that. Yeah. They just get the idea across really quickly and... Yeah, he's he's just utilizing the page really well mm-hmm. on this one. Yeah, and the rock smashes the this thin, very cool like thin window. It's just a weird design. Yeah, this narrow kind of vertical window. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't really like he's so good like he's so good at making this look cold. You know, like mm-hmm. he doesn't need to put in any kind of like crunch, crunch, crunch like yeah. sound effects or anything. Like I'm getting that full like. From the stance that this guy is taking as he's walking through the snow, like I get that it's deep. I get that it's like probably freezing where he is. Yeah, um, and he's completely so cool. bundled up. Yeah, like his face is in shadow yeah. completely, just due to the clothes he's wearing. Yeah, um, and then he walks through that broken glass window. We see this panel of. Nazi bones. <laughs> and still in their uniforms. It's Hellboy, all right. We got some Nazi bones. Don't be mistaken. You are in the yeah. Hellboy universe. <laughs> uh, which makes him say it's true. Yeah. And then as he's reaching out towards the symbol, which this is an image that we saw, which we last saw this was at the end of Seed of Destruction, I believe. Yeah. Well, it's on the front of 
Rasputin's like yeah his cowl or what or his cloak. Yes, but it's 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 it, it, the beginning of Cedar's destruction. It has the not the swastika, but then when he comes back, it it's it's sans. Oh yeah, yeah. Without yeah, without the um, uh, swastika, and then um, Zinko here. I'm gonna call him Zinko right now because I don't yeah. know what else to call him because that's all we're seeing. <laughs> Mister Zinko. So he pushes, which clearly the the swastika is a button, a big red button. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Jeez. or is he just feeling it? I don't know. I don't know. Because only reason I think it's a button is because of the change in color. From like a dark red. Oh, like it lights up. Yeah, that's what I'm picking up on the panel is it cool. lights up. And then there's big sound effects. Chung, clang, wong. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he sinks down. Yeah, this thing has trapped his feet. Is uh, he just like deep in the snow and it's like slowly going down? It's like moving down. Oh, yes, that's right. It's like an elevator. Like, I originally thought this was like him trapped in... <laughs> God hey, bless you. Got to have those sneezes just like <laughs> just like last season. <laughs> okay. Mispronunciation is in sneezes. That's what you get with this podcast. That's my favorite part of this podcast. <laughs> um yeah, it sinks you're right. It sinks him into and I love I mean, I love that um second panel in page 3 is that I just love the framing of it yeah. because it's like you see his body in the, in that, in the floor that's ascending, but there's, I love the use of space of the machinery on the right hand side of that panel. It just gives, it just gives you an idea of what he's, he's surrounded by. Yeah. And, and it's also in addition to like this creepy, um, castle being where it's not supposed to be. It's like, but there's other things that are unknown in here. This machine, like, why is there machinery in here? Yeah, not only is the place so hidden, but there are like hidden aspects to the inside of the castle. Like, that's yeah. so cool. And then I think, I mean, I'm sure he's aware of the, like, having the figure in the second panel have the head cropped draws it like you start so you like draw your eye down and it's tr the composition of this page as usual is freaking awesome. And yeah. he, he draws your eye down and then you have this long vertical. So like you're following this elevator go like, like you can really feel it. Yeah, the movement is the in down. the page. Oh, he's so good. He is so good. Damn, and he's it, good. Ah, uh, that's that's why we do this. We're crazy. <laughs> and then I love you're pointing out the cold. We have these icicles. Yeah. Within the next frame, these uh, frozen over pipes. pipes. Yeah. And he's just shocked with this small. Oh my god. And then this use of lettering is so good in this yeah. panel. Just that huge, thick, bold black of just somebody saying, yelling, stay where you are. Who are you? How did you find this place? Oh, God. <laughs> he, he's so startled that his cool glasses pop off yeah, his, his head. Yeah, his cool, like, ski <laughs> Oakleys shoot right off of his face. It is the 90s, so those are definitely fucking cool Those Oakleys. are of the time. Yeah, they're great. And then, then we turn to the next page, and who is it, Kate? Who's yelling at him? He's got, well, he's got Leopold coming at him with a fucking huge, like, robo-Nazi body. Yeah, it's like a mech. It's, a, a mech, yeah, like a mech-like mech yeah. suit. Or but it's, like, got levers, so it's a little kind of, like, steampunky sort of a thing. Yeah. And, like, oh, it's just good. It reminds me, too, of, uh, have you ever seen Aliens? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like so the those, yeah. Those, yeah, the ones, those you big machines. They're just not, yeah, you yeah. bitch. <laughs> Great moment. Yeah, so good. <laughs> uh, and I love it because he just yells out, um, Leopold's like, 
speak quickly. I'm aching to destroy you. <laughs> of course, a Nazi who's been like what she's implied here have been asleep for ages. Yeah, for a long is time. immediately just wants to kill. I mean, he's he hasn't gotten to destroy anyone in decades. He's probably <laughs> all pent up and he needs to destroy someone now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> um, and then that goes cuts to an, another panel where we see Ilsa and um, I forget the other one's name. The one that is like has the mask on what um, that guy's name oh, is jeepers i don't know jeepers. why it's i'm blanking out on it right now as we're reading but he says hush leopold where are you uh where are your manners let this young man explain himself and then elsa's like no kill him like they're really like short no one needs to know we're here kind of attitude you no know, it's definitely in the dossier the guy's name on in seat of destruction yeah, I'm pulling this up. i found it it's doctor uh excuse me professor doctor carl Rupert Cronin. Dr. Rupert Cronin. Cronin. Cool. Yes. Um, yeah. And he has that creepy mask that's like, looks like he's just a gas mask man or made of machine himself. Yeah. Um, and then Zinko pleads, like, he's like, no, 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 listen, listen to me, please. And again, I love the, his face. Just the simple use of like how calm they are. Yeah. And like in killing him in his just panic. Yeah, and him, like, looking up like that at these, like, so they're, like, imposing over him, too. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting, like, strong Doc Ock vibes from Leopold in this one. Like, just him, his uh, between his glasses, haircut, and the, like, pipes of his suit. Yes. I'm getting strong. I mean, I know they're not, like, tentacles moving. They're To me, they read oh, more yeah. like pipes, but real strong Doc Ock. Very much. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. <laughs> This is the Doc Ock if he was a, a fucking Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Zinko says, like, a man sent sent me the man. I saw him. It was the master. And on the master, we have a real quick close-up on Ilsa's eye. Mm -hmm. Sort of just her pupil sort of being more... Oh, like, I don't even know what... It, it's just... Just, like, it, focusing. Fo like, she's actually paying attention to him. She's, like, finally... Because in the other panel, she's not even looking at him. She's just like, kill him, kill him. He's yeah. in here, kill him. And now she's, he's got her attention. Yeah. And we have a cool, big, wide, um, wide panel at the bottom where he's like, mm -hmm. the they demand you explain yourself at once. They're real serious. Yeah. More of those, like, what you call the, the Kirby circles behind them. The Kirby crackle, I've heard. Oh, the, oh is it Kirby yeah. crackle or Dicko crackle? Cra uh, crackle, Kirby crackle. Kirby Crackle. Which isn't just doesn't sound like a delicious cereal. It's also <laughs> the term for this energy kind of crackling thing that we're cool. We've seen a bunch of times here. Which is kind of interesting because it's not like a fire or energy. It feels it's in it's like coming off of that big machine. Yeah. I feel like for this it's more of like this like purple. It's like more of like a just a an eerie aura about these Nazis. Yeah. Like to me, that's what I'm reading from this. Like it's not necessarily an energy that's like being produced. It's just a creepy feeling that surrounds these people. Yeah. And I think that creepy feeling kind of sort of really coolly, um, tonally moves us into this flashback really well. Yeah. Cause it just feels like when they demand at once, that crackle kind of just slowly gets me into that. It's almost like that Wayne World feeling. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, that's when we go immediately into this flashback. Yeah. Um, or Zinko, very serious face on this next page. 
Um, and then we see this beautiful, beautiful beach, but with this, this private beach that he's got. Yeah, that he owns. I think he, in the Caribbean, yeah. he owns an island. But then, in the distance, on this beautiful beach, is this dark figure, and he begins to tell them how he didn't. This man just showed up. He didn't know him. He he shouldn't have been there. He was just like really at a loss of like why the strange man yeah. was there. And he says he dressed like a monk. Um, and then we have a little quick back and forth between them. Yeah, where and we, we know Rasputin's like known to travel very far distances. He was mm-hmm. a pilgrim, and he like went went around all over the world. So he came here, and he's like, he God, oh, this line is so cool. Like. Uh, how he owns so much, but his life served no purpose. You remain a poor man, and so my gift to you is a purposeful life. Oh, what a manipulative, like, per- like perfectly manipulative. Yeah, well, just knowing that he's like, this is a rich guy who's who's empty. He yeah. has all these things, which is all rich people. I'm very judgmental of rich people. I think <laughs> like that they're bad. Uh, I think that <laughs> for sure. I think you have a deficit in your brain that makes you uh, <laughs> so ambitious to be rich. Anyways. Money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. So like for him to be like, to do that, I thought it was just such a cool line to be like, you, you know, you're wandering around here on your private island, but what have you got? It's also kind of like a spell yeah. in my mind. Because then he disappears and just leaves Ragnarok written there. Totally. Um, I think it is. A, I think you're totally right. It, it's a spell or uh, he's hypnotizing him. Yeah. Just like manipulating little, him one mm-hmm. way or another or and always. <laughs> always. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is where we first hear his full name. It's Roderick Cinco because uh, that's what Rasputin calls him. Yeah. Um, and then he, le- and he, as he disappears. He just leaves the words Ragnarok in the sand. Yeah. I just, I mean, there's, this is like the most, I feel like this is the, these pages, this page and like the pages that come in this issue are the most dialogue I've ever seen. And I think I will ever see in a Hellboy book. Yeah. Hellboy. <laughs> I mean, these ones, the, I, I guess, I guess, is this like the first time that Magnolia is really seeing such a broader audience? Like there's a lot of exposition in this first issue. I mean, you need it though. Like you need to it's, understand And it's not done on. badly. There's no. good and there's bad exposition. This exposition yeah. is handled very well. It's still all it's just badass. Like it all sounds yes. so cool. It could be like at the beginning of a recording of a metal song. Like, you yeah, know, like, me, you know, this would be like the 30 seconds of like, you know, <laughs> just a, a, like any given like bit of dialogue would be, would be appropriate for that. Yeah, totally. So it's not like I'm I'm sludging through it. It's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's yeah. just very surprising. Yeah. Um, and cool. It's done well. Yeah. And I I find this next part very interesting because he he he's also with the Ragnarok. He's in what just becomes a part of his mind that um, Rasputin leaves behind is the yeah. knowledge of this place where these Nazis are uh, dormant. Just implants it in his brain. Yeah, yeah. which is creepy. And then he, he is aware of them, of the machinery coming back to life or way, uh, bringing them back to life. Yeah. And I'm like, so is this moment in timeline wise, is this happening after his supposed death to Hellboy and Abe? Is this immediately happening? Um, That's a good question because then it cuts to a year later on the next page. Yeah, as we get, and it's like, real quick, I just love how he's like, he at the very end, summing this up, just tells them you have everything. You have 
you have all access to everything I can. All my wealth are in America, Europe, political connections, everything. He's just handing this all over to the Nazis. Yeah, he's like, take it. But you're right. It From that moment on, we jump to literally one year later. Yeah. So I feel like it is. It's yeah, like almost, he could it's still like, be traveling around, like, garnering power for these. Yeah, because... Which is, just leaves you like, like it how, must be whoa. while he's alive. I think. Really? Yeah. I. But I then, I'm just trying to. See, I mean, not to spoiler, like for later in, in yeah, the yeah, next there's couple more, of issues. Yeah. Like we'll see, but like <laughs> spoiler for this podcast. Uh, for 30 minutes from now. Um, but it could yeah. be before too, because it could have taken him the time. It could take him a, a long period of time during Seed of Destruction. To locate the castle. Yeah. So I'm just very curious. It's a different, it's a, I like mysterious timelines. I'm not a stickler for timelines because I don't no. care, but it's, it's I'm interesting. Still having fun. It didn't even cross my mind until you said it. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. I'm just, I was just interested just because what we'll find out That's sort true. of, of what happened to Rasputin. If anybody wants to correct us, please do it. Yeah. Tell us, inform us. I of that don't want to do any of the mental work. <laughs> I just want someone to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But as we cut to that um, one year later, we're in New York City, Soho, or, um, and it's, we're just seeing the downtown area. Mm-hmm. Cool little, like, real quick establishing shots. Um, a sign that says open by appointment only. Mm-hmm. And we cut inside to a very ornate, um, but gothic, I'm assuming off this one frame, devil worshiping. Is it taking well, place? is this the wax museum? Oh yeah, it right? is a wax museum. So that's but, but I like, mean, but you, it feels like th- a wax museum designed for the occult. Yeah, like specifically focused on that, and and they don't tell you overtly that it's a wax museum until way like panels from now yeah. or pages from now. So, so you're kind of imp- like what? I mean, it's not beyond us to all see, you know, this like band of skeletons. Like that wouldn't be beyond belief for this kind of for this yeah. world. Yeah. Um, and so it's, yeah, and it's very that. interesting because in this big panel, you have like this wax devil, these skeletons playing in a band, mm-hmm. band of skeletons, <laughs> right. a woman with horns, a big bat. But in the, it's just very interesting, this foreground. Yeah. The woman right there. That's a very, that really reminds me. Did you ever read, um, extraordinary gentlemen, league of extraordinary gentlemen? Uh, no, no. It's a very good read. read For some reason, this panel and specifically that woman in the foreground, Reminds me of the art in that book. Stylistically. Yeah, stylistically very much like that. That's cool. And I'm seeing her now. I'm just on this read seeing her fang, her bite marks on her neck. Oh, yeah. And then this, of course, like the the vampire bat here. Mm Kind of here. It's a lot of clues just in this one frame, which is really interesting. They're like in a quick in a quick read. You don't really might not catch Catch, Catch all, all of it, it. Yeah. yeah. I also love the skeleton clonking his skull, like making probably like a xylophone sound as all as all bones. Have you seen do. that Disney cartoon? There's uh, a, the oh, skeletons, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they play their, their, the their ribs like ribs. a xylophone. Yeah, that's what I imagine. If you hit any any bone with a, <laughs> one of those mallets, it makes that exact perfect 100%. sound. Uh, yeah, this is so cool. I love it. And then the next page, we're just getting more and more information. That what I love about this is it's like. It's giving us just like snippets. Yeah. It's a it's a good opening to like I hate the word procedural because procedural sort of come is has the incantation like a negative yeah. towards it because of just like TV. But he's setting us up with just like 
making us question what's going on. Yeah. Because you go from panel of like a guy who, at this point, I'm not sure. Do you think this is the first person we see is a wax man or not? Other I than the woman. The I think woman- so. I think so. I think it's because this is like Vlad the Impaler for sure. Because like his, if you Google Vlad the Impaler, you know, his, this is like his portrait. Great. This exact picture. And then of course you have these like figures in the background being impaled. Yeah. Um. So we have like various different like vampire wax figures. A little um, devil pouring something yeah, into like blood. A, I would imagine in, into in, a skull's mouth through a funnel. Through a funnel <laughs> that's just beer bonging blood into yeah, a skull. Beer bong. Blood bong. <laughs> blood Let's, bonging. Hey guys, come over. We're gonna do the blood bong. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a vampire, like a, a young vampire. Sounds like a sketch, right? <laughs> oh, Halloween sketch season's coming up. <laughs> And then the next one is a a woman who's clearly a vampire because she has blood on her mouth. I'm yeah. guessing. Oh yeah. And she's she's terrifying. I think that that third panel is is scary as all. Very hell. creepy. Any <laughs> any where you have a glowing uh like eye with no pupil. Yeah. Get the hell Ooh. out of here. And then the next panel has I believe that is is that that's Ilsa, right? I think so. Yeah. She looks a little different because yeah, her hair's a little shorter. Yeah, she's looking a little she's, punk rock. Yeah, she's looks like, like in she, her New York mode. New York mode. Yeah. She's showing um some cleavage. I'm just gonna point it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Because I keep it's there. And I only really see the cleavage because I feel like she's wearing a choker as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with it like literally an arrow pointing down <laughs> yeah. to her chest. So I don't think it's uh you know <laughs> with, I don't think it's crazy to to say. Yeah, and then she's standing in um shadow with like three very stern men. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're all like and they're all like seem to be their direction, they're looking all in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And the next plan is bam, blam. And we see a man yelling Elsa. So that confirms that it's El- mm-hmm. Elsa. Um, and it's an older gentleman getting shot in the chest. And then the, I, I guess those could be exit wounds. Oh, that's true from the back. From yeah. From the back. That makes, or it could be, yeah. He maybe. has to be shot in the, yeah, because exit wounds would be bigger than the entrance wounds. Yeah. But blam, blam, blam. I love that panel, just the use of just sound. Yeah. Like for lettering. I think that's a great choice. Because otherwise it's such a silent, yeah, just you imagine this kind of creaky room. Mm-hmm. She says Schweinhund, which I Googled, and it means pig dog, and it's pig a dog. very offensive German like slur Whoa. for people. It's like you're calling somebody something really well, bad. Let's, you do some research. You 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 kind of put there yourself down. There was a lot of down, German in this uh, in this little <laughs> chunk. So I was like googling all these words. I'm probably on some lists now or something. I don't know. Yeah, on a German list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna try to get you to be a tourist. And yeah, come right. Visit They're like, come visit Germany, please. We're be- it's beautiful now. Yeah. Um, and then sorry to talk shit on all of Germany. <laughs> It's just so many Nazis. Okay. And this Uh, old man is now like stumbling with four shots to his back that are bleeding profusely. And he's like stumbling against, you can't tell if it's a wax figure or if it's a man. man. But it's a very stern man who has like a cap on. It looks like a a wax figure of like Lemmy from Motorhead to me. Yeah, that's a good description (laughs) to describe him. That's pretty much, I was like, Lemmy? A young Lemmy. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's, uh, yeah. Yeah, Lemmy is God. Looking He's very here. grim and just so yeah, you can't. I tell maybe I guess he is alive because well, not necessarily. So you don't in this panel right before the last one in the penultimate panel here, you see a mustache but no teeth. But the shadow of the mustache might be hiding, hiding the teeth. teeth. Yeah, it's a you don't good know. mystery of like, and again, it's just creating that 
going, what is this? Why yeah, am I seeing this? what the fuck this? is going on? But also, I love it. Yeah, and then we immediately cut from there. We're going to get some explanation but, uh, to it. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most, unless I'm forgetting something, the most exposition I've ever read in a Hellboy. Yeah. And it's like it's like one of the only sections I feel like we're going to zoom past when we go through these. <laughs> but it's cool. I mean, again, to reiterate, it's done very well. Yeah. It sets you up with a lot of information that's a lot, but it also just clarifies it so you know how to move forward in this story. Exactly. Um, but we're at the bureau. We have a great that establishing shot. I love the design um, of the the building itself. Yeah. And we're in Connecticut. They turn. They say lights, please. Two close ups on very stern men. Um, there's a big slide of the guy that we just saw mm-hmm. from the last frame. Lemmy Sands hat. And I'm gonna let you pronounce his name. So they're talking about who in this is a portrait of. So this is Vladimir Girescu. Girescu? I'll take it. Vladimir Girescu. 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 But they don't even know his ethnicity, so you know what? Who knows? Don't tell me I'm pronouncing this wrong because it's unknown. Well, you could tell me. Still tell me. I I have feedback. And we said they post. I crave it. (laughs) She does. (laughs) But they say he posed for this picture in 1811. um, And then the guy, the... Who I'm assuming is who we've met before. He's a head of the the BPRD. Mm-hmm. He hands it over to Professor Corrigan, who we met in the Wolves of Saint Augustine. Yeah, she's taking charge here. She's like, "Thanks, Tom." And then she takes over, just describing. But I love this shot. More importantly, even in the information, I love this shot of the B, the BPRD the crew. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, you got Liz, a couple of people we haven't met yet, but you have. Hellboy just casually sitting on the couch with everybody else. Yeah, just Abe. kicking it. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love that just in one shot you're showing that there's the there's a there that BPRD is like an established um branch of the government. Yeah. And I love this world that Hellboy's just hanging out with other yeah, humans. Right. <laughs> there's none of this like he's not hiding away or like he's a secret. There's a group, yeah, there's a group for him. There's a group for, and there's a group for all of yeah, us. Yeah, and the world knows We about all just got to find our fellow freaks fellow and hang freaks. out with them. But I don't even think anybody looks at Hellboy in this universe and thinks he's a freak. He's just, yeah. it's just in this world that exists. Yeah. And I like that a lot. They're just like, yeah, I love this is that. what, yeah. So we're setting up a lot here, which is just, <laughs> I mean, we're just setting up the history of, this guy and they're trying to confirm if he's a if a vampire or not, but it's a yeah. lot of him them having to be fed every year or laid out in, yeah, in laid out in the moonlight. Been, he's been like fighting in these wars and like Napoleonic wars, and just they'll his servants will take him home and then he'll come back a okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, it's the moon, it's blood, it's like something like that. We're pretty sure, yeah. So and yeah, then- kind of discussing that. Yeah, and these these shots are all beautiful. It's just it's full of a lot of dialogue. Yeah, um, and I, we're not going to read it all. Yeah, so go ahead. Nazis and read it. wanted to use Nazis wanted to use vampires, and uh, you and know, they took and him. that's how they're affiliated now. It's like oh yeah, there was this program, but then Hitler was like, get out of town. I don't like you now. And Hitler killed off Vlad and his ladies. Hmm. Um. Yeah. But and there's a little indication that Ilsa has something to do with this. Mm-hmm. There's a relationship there. Yeah. And then um, three former guards testified that they were present at the execution of seven special prisoners in December of 44, which you um, already mentioned. Mm-hmm. 
Um, then we continue on and more. And then this is where we get into get filled in what we just saw. Yeah. At that wax museum. It was yesterday. This man was shot to death in New York City inside the wax museum he owned and operated. Howard Steinman, real name Hans Ubler. So it's like a it's almost like he's a Nazi, but in hiding. Like we, they've known they were known to do back then. Mm-hmm. Or you yeah, you just wonder who he is. Like, why would he have an alias? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like, I mean, the Nazis are shooting him. Maybe he's, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. We don't I wonder know. That's if what's his, good what about his it. affiliations are. There's just where we can only make assumptions, but we don't have any of the information. I mean, Himmler's inner circle used to like to go to his establishment. He says at one point, yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, he ran a freak show that Himmler used to go to. So he's probably a Nazi yeah. that changed his name. Um, so yeah I rescind my previous assessment of this man yeah and that included the the crew and the team that was behind the Ragnarok project and there's a picture of Ilsa um, Cronin Um, I'm assuming that's um, um, Leopold as well as um, Rasputin yeah we got Rasputin back there and then they show the close symbol on the Ragnarok project which is the symbol of the dragon Mm -hmm. and the swastika and the dragon with a crown of course um and then at and then they found at the wax museum that that symbol was drawn with blood ubler's blood and that i love the use that so we went through this long thing of exposition a lot of cool establishing shots that are, yeah that keep it flowing of the group listening and everything everybody's sort of just taking the information in but I love that as soon as we get to the end of that and we mention it was the symbol of the Ragnarok made in blood, it goes to a great close-up. Yeah. Real tight, super close-up on Hellboy yeah. in his eyes. As as Yeah. I mean, he's pretty unshakable, but like as n- not like nervous, but you, you kind of get this like apprehension from him. He's like, boy, oh boy, we're dealing with these Nazis again. Like, I thought we wrapped this up. Maybe, yeah. And it's like just chasing him his whole life. Yeah, and we don't know how much he personally, since the events of Seed of Destruction at the Cavendishes, has has he continued? Is he looked into himself? We don't know, or is he just pocketed it away? We really don't know yeah. at this point yet. I mean, he kind of like mentions a little later on, for sure. But right now, but, like, yeah, this yeah, might even like, awaken it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a little bit more of like oh, stir it up. It's like yeah. It's like yeah. having a sore that you're like, I don't, don't touch it. Yeah. Don't touch it. And I don't want to like, scratch this scab, but God damn it. I have <laughs> yeah. To. Um, and then they just ask, was it a robbery? And they've uncovered, a, there was one thing stolen, which was labeled the, um, I love this label. I know, dude. Cause it's like, it's already enough that Durescue, it's rescue. Number six, six, six. I don't know why. That was lucky. Yeah. Like I six, I get that it's the, the, the number of the beast yeah. and it's used a lot, but when it shows up, like, as you just said, it seems like just the weirdest coincidence. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, six, six, five. Oh man. Wouldn't have been cool if we had one more item before we got. <laughs> yeah. Vladimir Grescu. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, that's not how, like, 
loading or like label. It's like you go in an order. You don't just get to choose. Yeah, it. yeah. So it's always funny. Or else to see you're really that. screwing up your inventory. You're just randomly assigning numbers. Yeah, like, and what is we got to give him six six six. Yeah, he it's the coolest. It would be the coolest thing. So we're just gonna make sure. <laughs> uh. So it's always like it's as fun as it is. It always pulls me out for a moment. And I'm just like for a second. I'm like it's like oh yeah like, yeah of course. <laughs> But I mean, if if that's your biggest, if that's his biggest, like, uh, you know, fault, then I'll take it. It's yeah. so fun. Um, and then they're just asking questions. This is a very procedural, like, scene. It just yeah. feels, it feels well, well written. I would expect it in any, like, I watch the Mission Impossible movies. They always have scenes like this that are people just asking questions, giving information. Yeah. And it's just keeping everything going. Just... Yeah, they're like, keep your keep your hats on, folks. We're gonna have this done soon, so you can enjoy the ride. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but it's still great. I still love it. Yeah, and they just talk about how Ubler's um, wax machine was very popular in the underground scene. Yeah, and then I think it's cool they established that all the crew that went and cleaned this the scene up they they had like a feeling or the the atmosphere was very upsetting to all of them. Yeah, all which the is psychics. Cool. It just sets up a lot of like interesting things to like, if this is actually spooking these guys, then there's like right. us, the outsiders are like, Oh yeah. What could it's it bad be? Bad news. These hardened dudes uh, are freaked out. And then Kate tells us, um, so it's not just the moonlight, like that probably heals Vlad. It's this location. Like he has to go back to his home. All of his ser- servants always took him home. And she's like, I don't know where that is, but here's my guesses, my yeah. really excellent guesses, which I really liked. Yeah, I love it. It's like, well, I've done enough research, which we sort of got. We understood from like the wolves of St. Augustine that she is very knowledgeable in these things. Yeah. She has like a, a encyclopedia of this old knowledge. Yeah. Putting it up. But it is And funny. it also gives them a good reason to break. So it's like he's introducing this bigger team. Like, we don't just have Liz, um, you know, and Abe. We have this whole team. But it's also a good reason to break everybody up. So it's not, like, a confused mess when, like, yes. six people go to investigate it. We have three separate places, so they got to pick teams for things. So it's not, like, he they can still have an A story and a B story kind of thing. Yeah. You and know? I, yeah, exactly. It's cool. And I think this is, this is where I think the book officially introduces its humor again. Yeah. Is when they're assigning the teams. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> so this. good because he's like, "There's there's three sides, three teams. Unfortunately, you six are all are the only agents currently available. So I'm forced to make smaller teams than I'd like. Hellboy, I'm afraid you have to go solo." <laughs> and he immediately his reply is like, "Hey, no fair." <laughs> just so deadpan too. Like his face is just complete, and everybody else, like nobody else is like, <laughs> yeah. nobody's chuckling at him. Yeah. They're just like letting him make jokes. They're just like. Um, yeah, he's so good. And it's wonderful. And then we we get to re- reintroduce to our characters as well as some new ones. We have Mr. Clark, of course, Mr. Sabian. I love that they call him Mr. Sabian. I don't know why. It's just Yeah, funny. very uh, formal. Mr. Waller and then Miss Sherman. And then I'm entrusting you two with our newest agent, Mr. Leach. So we have this new guy. Yeah. He's new. Um, and I love Hellboy's just response to that. And, and they say, please don't lose him. And you're like, you're in good hands, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and, and he has I also a like shitty, for, he is a real quick, that new guy has a real shitty soul patch. Yeah, he's got a little, <laughs> just a little sad soul patch here. <laughs> um, I also like how um, 
they tell you, uh, he tells you a good amount about Mr. Clark just by him saying, yeah, boss, like his response to a very formal, like Mr. Clark, like your assignment, Mr. Clark. And he's like, yeah, boss. Like, and you know, you get a sense of how he talks like right away. Like he's just so good at getting so much information across in such a, like in the most concise, it's nothing's cumbersome in the way that you're getting this information. Yeah, you're totally right. It's so good. It is. It is so good. And then they just get right to it. They immediately like there. That's it. There's a plane waiting. Yeah. I want everyone suited up and on board in 15 minutes. Go. And I love that. And we get yeah. a little bit of like some back and forth just to establish relationships at this point because we've met some of these people in the storyline. It's like, it's like Liz. Good to see you. I'm a little surprised though. I heard, I you heard were you were wrong. Yeah. I like she just cuts him off. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong. Yeah. And it also like implies that they have this like playful banter too. Yeah. Like. Um, I heard you heard wrong. I took a little time off from what I hear. You could use your vacation yourself. So like, yeah, just kind of like ribbing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, just cuties. Yeah. A couple of cuties. Yeah. Just a couple of cuties. Kate's like, don't you guys have a plane to catch? So you kind of get this, <laughs> like this sort of like not quite love triangle, but maybe like they've, cause in the previous episode where we're uh, in Wolves of St. August, where they're walking around, Kate and Hellboy kind of had like Have a thing a really, going yeah. on. Not like a, you know, not necessarily romantic, but like a little flirty. But and even it's like, friendship, I think you can get that same sort of jealousy from. Oh, yeah. When you have like that you person. You feel left out of the loop. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that has to be romantic yeah, at all. Yeah, I just, agree. It's just like, oh, I'm not in on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, like, uh, we got a job to do and I'm part of this. <laughs> yeah. I, no, like, come on, get out of here. Yeah, right. Uh, and then there's a little back and forth between her and him and Kate. Yeah. I actually asked, they said only real bureau field agents this time yeah. which is referring to her kate not returning to the field as she's done for the first time with um wolves of saint august and then she's like you be careful careful over there and i love he's he's like what am i the new guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and she's like listen i'm serious this this uh Gersh- um Garescu might be the real thing the nobleman vampire the, the castle the vampire one come on and he's like nope yeah. Like he's just already sort of like he's he's but he the the Hellboy doth protest too much because he's just making jokes and he's trying yeah. to let it like, oh, this slides right off of my back. But Kate gives this kind of knowing look where he's like, you know, even though he's like, I can't wait to eat delicious paprika chicken and you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> paprika chicken, baby, like saying that as he walks off and she's still like, Oh man, he's she could tell he's bothered by something. Yeah, like he's that's the thing about Hellboy is his humor at times is just him doing, yeah. but it's also, it's a disguise. It's a defense. Yeah. Not only like in his fighting scenes, it's like a way to get through it. He's like, yeah. this hurts like hell. So I'm going to make, it's almost like I'm going to use my defense on addition to fighting and throwing a fist is make wisecracks just to get through this thing. Yeah. Which is why like <laughs> you and me, even though we're not big superhuman demons can still relate so well to Hellboy, you know, like yeah. why the reader is like. Yeah, I do that too, man. Like, if you're drawn to this, it's because you've definitely used humor as a defense mechanism. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it's like, yeah, it, it is just so, again, like his humanity is so present at all times. Very much so. And then, yeah, I, I love her look and of the um, of Tom right behind her. Yeah. Just looking at him. She's definitely more very worried. Yeah. And he does that one shot. Yeah. That beautiful shot. And then we immediately cut to Romania. Yeah. 
Um, and this, I love this, the hawk. Yeah, this what a cool, like, very eerie looking bird of prey. Yeah, beautiful establishing shot of this uh, Romanian castle. Yeah, and we do a little quick. The cock, the hawk is cawing, but we don't hear any sound. But yeah. that green behind it is really cool. I think of a cool choice. Yeah, it is. It's cool. Just to separate it to like and to frame that the panel or to frame this like um, speech bubble here that's square because I guess she's reading or she's quoting uh, the tiger William by William Blake. Blake. Yeah. yeah, she goes through that whole poem as she's. I mean, the establishing shot's very cool and wide. Shows that really gives you the space of that of the castle with those high ceilings and yeah. manner. Oh yeah, he's so good at establishing like the the mood of the building, especially an old dilapidated building is like so so cool. A lot yeah. of like tower like sort of like not quite Dr. Susie towers, but like, you know, a lot of like little turrets and everything. Yeah. And you're getting an idea for like this is old with a lot of like old additions and like delicate could like fall apart, but it still survived this long. So it's, yeah, it's hundred percent. And then she immediately after her poem, she just says, you must forgive me, my love. You must just really solidifies that they had a romantic relationship. For sure. Yeah. My love and all this stuff. And she's like regretting. Also, I think like, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not an English major or whatever. So I'm not super familiar with William Blake outside of this quote. But the real the end really is I think the underlining part like the did he who make who made the lamb make thee. So to me I'm like he who made the lamb so like I guess God like that's a very biblical thing to me like uh-huh. the lamb like Jesus or something. So did God make you too cuz you're you're pretty crazy. You're yeah. pretty scary. You're like, undead. It's, she's talking about. <laughs> she's talking about like all of these like, just kind of what an imposing thing. Which I assume William Blake's referring to a tiger, and she's talking about um, this like scary ass vampire. Yeah. She's like, did God make you? Like, would God make something like you and also the lamb? Like, it's cool. I think it's cool. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I like this. I'm is, like not smart enough for Mike Mignola. I swear to God. I'm, I'm like not, everything I'm, I'm reading. I'm like, well, you know, he, like I'm smart enough to read it. But God, I'm like, yeah, you I just can make look at it and you're like, it. God, how, where, where did you even start? Like, where it, did you even start? You fucking genius. I think he's just probably just immersed so, in this, so in, much in literature. And, like, and it is all poetry. stuff I think he naturally gravitates in his is curious about yeah you know what i mean myths yeah so william blake probably fell falls into a little bit of that too yeah the little i know if this is a poem that he wrote he's just it a seems, ravenous reader and like yeah he inserts a, a lot of it into his works it's just really cool yeah very cool <sighs> and i love in these two where she has her hand on the, the decrepit corpse yeah of his vampire as she just tells us Really solidifies this this history that she brought him to Hitler. Yeah. But then I love how she says, Hitler, how small he was and how afraid of your power. You were too great for him. The moment I left Germany, he stole you from me. So she was betrayed by Hitler. Yeah. All of them are just sort of like have turned away from the Nazis and are becoming their own evil because she says here, he is beyond our revenge now, meaning Hitler's dead. 
my love, but the world will pay. The world will bleed for it. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> like yeah. you, Just because you're your scorned lover and not a scorned lover, but like your love was taken from you. You can yeah. just like now just turn it on everything. Yeah, man. I mean, don't don't blame the world for Hitler's for something Hitler did. Yeah, to you. come on. Uh, yeah. And then she immediately yells at some other Nazis and it's cool. But I love that 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 moment with her real quick. I jumped over it, but is broken by movement. It's like such yeah. a cinematic moment of her like bleeding the world. But then that hot clearly like breaks that tension. Yeah. And it just brings her back into like, oh, I'm here for a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And it cuts to the her like little foot soldier. And she's just like, do you carry the box downstairs? I've told you, and she like, tells you, I've told you how the body needs to be placed. So they're sort of doing the ceremony, or at least it's hinting at they're going to set up the ceremony that yeah. they previously talked about in the BPRD meeting. Um, Box number 666, just I in case you forgot. Number 666. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have one frame just to remind us. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I would cut open the world to see it bleed. I mean, this and lady's I, got some anger issues. And I love that. And again, I think this is the thing that he did in, in Seed of Destruction I love too, is that we had we had Rasputin sort of like establish that he was even worse than Hitler because he caught he was able yeah. to call Hitler small. Yeah. And we've done this here. Now we've all they're gonna trump it by saying we're like, ooh, Elsa's really like evil. She's yeah. gonna turn this like her heartbreak and and her vengeance on the world. And even her partners off of that last line, <laughs> yeah. they cut to establishing in Norway. They're watching her in like sepia tone filter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and and immediately um, Krugin or uh, Krug, I think it's the same. Perhaps it was too soon to send our Ilsa out into the world. Yeah. They're already like, oh shit. Maybe she should have been frozen for another couple of decades. <laughs> yeah. Would you have said no to her? I would not. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, she's, we can't do it. It's <laughs> yeah. not, we can't. You go ahead and tell her not to do that. <laughs> yeah, and I love that he's just like, and also I'm impatient. Let's just get on with it. And he's it. in a Zinco chair. Yeah, Zinco. He's funded by yeah. They're they're funded by them. That's where they get all this sweet. That's where Ilsa got her new sweet turtleneck yeah. that goes all the way up over the ears. <laughs> it's such a fun little. Oh, it's design. like her turtleneck is also her choker. Yeah, it's like all one piece. Wow, what a statement! What a statement! She's just she's fashionable and evil. Yeah. Um, and then they continue to talk, um, and then they're like, even skeptical. It's, it's interesting they're still even skeptical of of our vampire, mm-hmm. even in this dialogue back and forth. Because he's like, well, if he can, if he is what he claims to be, and if he can create an army of his own kind, vampire Strom, then certainly he's a valuable tool for us. You agree? So they're just going to use him, but they're also like unsure if this is going to even work out, yeah. which is very interesting. I just think that's. I just think that's nuanced just to have that rather than just our classic like, and this is what we're going to do. And it's defined. It's definitely going to work. <laughs> but that, uh, well, that's what, that's kind of like what they're saying. But then like, then he's like, but wait, I, I don't really think that. I think the Fuhrer was onto something. I think he's too power. Like, yeah, le- I, I don't know if he's going to really help us. So I'm going to trust in our like backup army that we're making over here of like Frankenstein freaks and tubes over here. Yeah. Which is a cool established shot that we haven't seen, but the, yeah, we see those bodies that look grotesque in tubes yeah. and in one, it's like Frankenstein mixed with um, the mummy. The mummy. Yeah. Everybody's in here. Yeah. It's very cool. And I love the designs of the, of the machines. They're such a cool, we've so seen it awesome. just consistent through what we've all read at this point. Yeah. But and then, then, yeah. And then, 
then they're, <laughs> then they're just gossiping about their coworker. Yeah. Basically, they're like, yeah. But I, but I also think he is like sort of questioning himself, but going faltering. Yeah. Because even in that one, he's like, even the Fuhrer recognized this, but then he's like, no, I have more faith in the army of our own manufacturer. Yeah. Like he's just like, well, we don't need that vampire. We can do this on our own. Yeah. He's like, well, we'll test this out because I don't want to say no to her, but like we got this backup army. Um, yeah, I trust yeah, that. And more. as you said, they continue to gossip. It's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think happened between <laughs> them? What do, you, do you think they slept together? Yeah. <laughs> do you think they kissed? Um, she's boring up here in Norway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. God, I would kill for a TV up here. Yeah. And then a great um, yeah. exiting establishing shot of the castle now with like full on big smokestacks just yeah it's in full force now they're not frozen up there anymore they're really they're, they're chugging not, away making their army yeah they're not fucking around yeah you know? and i love it. then we cut to back to romania and then we establish a little um private airplane is flying in the air mm-hmm. and then we hear a little hellboy would you like to talk sure what about and it's stab and then we cut into the plane and it's abe is sort of like saddling up next to Hellboy or walking up to him. Yeah. And he's sort of like cool, like being, being a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, man, I know you're not as cool about this as you're putting on. Yeah. And then still Hellboy's like insisting that it's not like it's not bothering him that much. Um, they do a call back to uh, Cavendish Hall. You know, he's like, I was there. Like, you can't don't stop lying to me, Hellboy. And then, uh, yeah, he was just like, Hellboy basically is like, I, he thought about that after like realizing that the Nazis brought him here. Um, and he like poured over it a little bit and he's like, you know what I came up with? I like not knowing I've gone, I've gotten uh, by for 52 years, not without knowing I sleep good, not knowing. So like, he's like, I don't even want to go down this path. Yeah. Surely it bothers him. You know, you see like his expression here, this like close up of his eyes. Um, yeah, he, I'm sure he's certainly bothered by it still, but he's like, he's going to try to ignore it and make it go away, which of course, like, I'm sure won't, you know, I'm sure that's not how it's going to go down. Totally. But he, he's like, I don't want to talk about it, basically. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. And I love with that close up, the, the panel that's right next to it, uh, to the left, even as he's telling him about what he's done which you brought up earlier, how mm-hmm. he's like, I did do some thinking after that. It was really the Nazis who brought me to Earth. How, why, where I want to even make a trip to eat Sprumwick, um, which is the chain coffin, which we've talked about. You know what I came up with and all that? It's like, he's just, I. it's less about what he's saying. It's more like how he's saying he's just sort of speaking through his teeth in that frame. Mm-hmm. So it's just stuff he doesn't even, he's, even with this good friend of his, he's just like, do we have to talk about this? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to do it. He's not readily having this discussion. Yeah, he's he's not willing to be vulnerable at this point yeah. about this stuff. Yeah, and he just and then he kind of cuts it off by just saying this is a wild juice get. It's just a wild goose chase. Yeah, he's like belittling this even. He's like, we're we're probably not gonna find anything, and yeah, and then and then our, yeah. of course the new guy's like, but I was hoping to see some action. Yeah, he wanted to <laughs> Dummy. see. Yeah. <laughs> that bet. I'll take you up, up on that bet, HB. Yeah, whether they're going to find something or not. He's like, really? Uh, yeah. Call it a hunch. You're not turning psychic, are you? You know, a pain in the ass the psychics. You know what <laughs> a pain in the ass the psychics are. <laughs> yeah. And then that gets cut 
like just that like fun gets cut with like five minutes to target number one hellboy suit up yeah this is crazy what like what they're about to try to do yeah they're just like (laughs) and he's like come on i hate this he's like this is an improved model here's your switch all right bombs away let's go and then of course as he's falling uh, in a very wily uh, coyote-esque state of affairs he's (laughs) like clicking this button and nothing is happening with a rocket a literal like you might as well say Acme on it, rocket strapped to his back with like little wings. Yes, totally. Um, <laughs> knew it improved my ass as he's like continuing to frantically click, 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 falling, click, 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 click. plummeting to earth. Um, finally, one click does it, and boom! <laughs> yeah, this is these two. I love. I mean, I, I've praised his splash pages, but I love the use when he uses them. Yeah, because we went from all that in the plane and then out. And we've gone to this open space and it just establishes how he's just falling as he clicks. And then, yeah, that next splash page is that it just the, the rocket exploding, exploding on his back. And what do we see here? Zinco. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a Zinco product. Yeah. Yeah. So was this purposeful? Yeah. Was this purposeful? Was this sabotage? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a good little like call yeah. of like, ooh, look. Like, wait a minute. Is Zinko funding things yeah. behind the scenes? Everywhere. And then great these next two this next page with these two just two panels. I just love how vertical. Such great explosions. Yeah. Awesome explosions. We get this white hot hellboy falling towards this, you know, he was gonna try to make a a nice easy entrance, I guess. And yeah. Instead, he's plummeting there like a comet, like just yeah. asteroid. Yeah, it looks like a bit of an asteroid. I think you're right. As opposed a little, to a comet, uh, Mar- comet Armaga- doesn't come into the atmosphere. Yeah, comets out. So I think it would be asteroid coming through the atmosphere. Send almost. us emails. Correct me. Uh, correct us on that. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like Armageddon. It's yeah. just the same kind of like when they those fall to the earth, right? Exactly, Mundo. <laughs> and then we cut inside. <laughs> um. Yeah, they're like those. Idiots have been uh, going about this for a long time. What's going on? And then go down there and check. And this like little peon Nazi is like, oh, I'm not going down there. Like this little red shirt (laughs) Nazi. Not going. Not going. (laughs) And then she's like screaming at him. She is furious. Like the veins in her are become like so um, like harsh in her head. (laughs) Just popping out. And then, yeah, you should beg, beg. And then comes busting in the... Hand of Doom, like on smashing fire. through, yeah, white and hot, and they're just just turning, just so surprised, yeah. <laughs> and that's our last. That's the last panel of chapter one. It's such a crazy um, cliffhanger for the yeah. first because it's not even like I think a traditional ride uh, storyteller would have had him land. Yeah, and, and he then, would have gotten to like say one last thing or something, like some kind of like little quip or something like. But that. I love that he ma- Mignola made the choice of just like no, the entrance is enough. Yeah, he's like waiting for us to see. We don't even know if he lands okay. We don't know yeah. if he's safe. I mean, you know, I assume he is, but I, you can't, you you don't know what state he's gonna be in because right. he can take a licking, but he's he's on fire and he's falling from like hundreds of feet in the air. So who knows. Who knows? We will soon. We will. Very soon. So we're in chapter two now. First uh, panel is just going right into where we left off. Right. We have an outside establishing a small panel with the tower in Romania just in flames from Hellboy's entrance. Yeah. And we have a close-up of Elsa's eyes and her just saying, Hellboy. <laughs> she knows him. 
even though they have not yet met at this point other right she has she's been not, dormant during yeah. all his events that's right yeah so it's very but interesting she kn- she's like that's gotta be what this thing is yeah right? yeah she's like i know him yeah and then a little pinion's like what yeah <laughs> what it's like his third day as a nazi and and i mean i like this and again this is why i praise their world of like hellboy is just sort of a character that's not i don't think anybody in the world world like looks at hellboy and goes like ooh. What's that? Yeah. They're just like, that's Hellboy. Because she's like, the American ghost hunter, Hellboy, some sort of trained circus monkey, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Demeaning him Shoot at the him. same time. Oh, yeah. Shoot him. <laughs> like great, a little. Great. Do it again. Shoot him. Love it. Like a little silly German boy. And, <laughs> and then this frame is so like, God, he looks like, I can't, he's like in so much pain. He looks yeah. like he's like, crawling. And he's also just like frustrated that it didn't work. He was like, I told him that wasn't going to work. This didn't work. Like that's in his expression yeah. too for me. He, it's like he doesn't even care about who's behind him as a Yeah, yet. and he's like, I imagine him standing up kind of like wobbling, like maybe a little back and forth, like, nah, nah. This is too Shoot much. him. <laughs> nah, Nazi. He's like it's yeah. the last thing he wanted to see. He's like, God damn it. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just ready to and then He's just so scary that this, you know, the new Nazi just jumps right out the window. He's like, uh-uh, not even dealing with this. Yeah, he just, whoop. <laughs> you can't get any good Nazis these days. And then she says, Unmensch, fetch, uh, fetch me the monkey's tail. And then, so Unmensch, I also Googled. Yeah. And it's like a brute. Oh. So like a big kind of like just. Which this guy is. Because yeah. he's an. He took off his jacket to really, he has a robotic arm. Yeah. And he like looks like, you know, he's probably just taking orders. He's just a big machine machine for, to like enact her will. And he says, and it's, that's like a respectful. Yes. It said on Google. Oh, really? It's <laughs> yeah. like, so it's yes. like, it's like, yes, master kind of a thing. Ah. Uh, like that's not like a literal translation, but it's like a, it's like a, it's like a yes to an authority figure or something. Yeah. If I'm getting that dead wrong, just like, I know, that's but great. I think that's, you know, Google told me. And, and then, I love that yeah. because he, and I love this moment. Um, again, Hellboy's just gearing up still. His back is on fire. Yeah, he's still, he's like still smoldering. He's like, come and get it, you Nazi son of a... Before he can finish, (laughs) the hand, which is connected to a chain out of his arm, pops out and just, it's like, chink and wonk. It's so fun. Right in the face. Such a fun, yeah, just, oh, we got a new weapon here. Like, we got a new toy. Yeah, it's a crazy thing I don't even get. Don't know how he controls it, but I love it. Yeah, somehow he's shooting <laughs> this thing out. And uh, yeah, it's just... Zirkus. Get some good. Zirkus, uh, yeah, Zirkus Afe, a uh, circus monkey. Oh, so that's what So she means. calls him a circus monkey a little earlier. And then that's um, what he's going to call Yeah, him. some kind of trained circus monkey. So this thing is just like repeating it like... Zirkus monkey. Zirkus monkey. Yeah. And I love that he's this thing's just wrapping around him. It goes like around his right hand of doom. Yeah. Circles up around enough to hit him back Wax on the head him, on the yeah. top. The <laughs> momentum from it is just swinging around. And then, yeah, he's just like, ah, ah, that's it. Like the same noises I would make if I stubbed my toe is yeah. like this, like Hellboy getting hit in the head with this like <laughs> hunk of iron. <laughs> and he's so fed up. He just grabs the chain. And yanks and it falling. right off the arm. And we see it start to bend. It's like, scream. Yeah, it's so, so good. And then he uses the hand to beat up 
the Nazi himself. Yeah, he's like, that. stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> it See, it hurts, doesn't, doesn't it? I love it. Oh, just the childishness that yeah, comes it's with just Hellboy. Like, how do you like it? Kind of a thing. It's so good. Great. And then he turns. He knows who she is because of the uh, mm-hmm. report. Yeah. And he's just like, and you, Ilsa Hopstein, when I'm done with you, guy, you, when I'm done with this guy, you and I are going to talk. <laughs> Ridiculous ape. Zuckers, <laughs> Hoffa, Yeah, that thing is just repeating every word of hers. And is this frame Hellboy hitting, he's smashing his face. I think face. he's smashing his face into the ground. Yeah. And then it's like, and he hit him so hard out of his anger. And we've known, we established now that Hellboy, because of his anger, does make, does stupid stuff. Yeah, he's not <laughs> making the wisest decisions when he's angry. Right. So yeah, he hits him so hard that he starts to shatter the floor. And then we get, I, I mean, at this point, Hellboy falling through a like dilapidated floor is like, pretty i expect one i expect one yeah. once per story it and i happen. like it i like this payoff <laughs> he definitely i love it and the little the like this like machine guy is just like ha ha yeah. like laughing as they're falling he's like whatever he's got like a baby's brain <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i love that that blackness and then just the perfect silhouette of this that the brown silhouette so yeah it's beautiful it's really cool just to establish that space and then the establishing of like Elsa just sitting in that empty room right. with a gaping hole. Now this now silent room. <laughs> um, and then this is a cool transition to bring a character back mm-hmm. and sort of understand like cinematically how it would play out sort of, or, or, or understand like she's alone, but then this presence makes its entrance. Yeah. Sort of mentally first, which is cool. I think. Yeah. It Cause is you cool. go from like this, great stark shadows and colors of the building. And then you just cut to these, these panels that are in black, like um, black and then some blues, but mainly it feels like definitely like a memory. Yeah. It's definitely like a unified, it's like a muted color scheme, like even more so than usual. And like, uh, yeah, all like kind of uniform throughout this memory. And it's a little cooler, like the pat, like the color palette's a little cooler than when you're like, at you know in presence i guess at least for a couple pages here yeah and yeah you get like um and what i love about it is like a lot of times the fault of flash any kind of flashbacks mm-hmm. sort of sometimes are feel repetitive they just repeat information this one i love is they 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 do give you enough that you've already heard but then yeah. they add yeah you're like oh finally i get to know more of what was going on in that scene cuz it it's basically has only been teased up to this point you kind of have a general idea Totally. But you don't know of any of the conversations, the exchanges that they had. Um, so, yeah, this gives sheds a little light on it. Yeah, and you show, like, a little bit of that arrogance uh, that the arrogance that um, that Rasputin has. Yeah. Um, in regards to that, immediately through his, after we'd left, because we sort of got his arrogance of, like, knowing he, he, he um, is going to complete his task yeah. um, at hand. With Hellboy, but right here you show really because before he seemed a little polite, like in the flash, like in the the in seat of destruction to the Nazis, like you just don't understand. Yeah, the miracle is going to happen. Yeah, but this he's like he gets angry. And he's like, but you will not live to see it, General. My miracle is for the future, for the new Reich, and like that's pretty fucking bold. Yeah, <laughs> to like come out and be like he's sort of putting his cards on the table. Like I've been using you. 
Yeah. <laughs> but he's also at the same time, it's like from this general's perspective, it's like, wow, this guy's full of excuses. He didn't produce yeah. shit. We came all the way here. Like all these high ranking Nazis are here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, so he's like, bah, like he's just like, does that, not believe him. He's like, whatever. That's why Von Crump was turned into bugs. Like it says yeah. in that dossier. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, so we see, yeah, we see him like walking away. Yeah. They're having a little bit of a private moment now. Mm-hmm. Um, Il- Ilsa and Rasputin. She calls him, of course, master. Master, I know you've spoken the truth about your new world. Say that I will live to see it. And then I think this is a bit more of that spell. Same as Zinko. Yeah. He sort of puts on hers like Ilsa Hapstein. Your faith has saved you. When the new world comes, you will be at my side. Because he who believes in me will never die. Yeah. He knows how to talk to Nazis. He knows how to talk to people who already are powerful and manipulate them. Yeah. And he's like, child, has your faith revealed to you the truth, name of your master? Rasputin. And I do believe this is the first time we've ever heard his name spoken. Because in Seed of Destruction, it's not said. It's only hinted at. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And we just know it. We brought it up and we we talked about Rasputin. From our extensive research. So research. And, we, <laughs> and we've and we read ahead, of course, until yeah. before, not for the episodes. But this is. And he is, just straight up looks like Rasputin, too. Yeah. But <laughs> it is kind of interesting that if I wonder when they were really originally published, if people knew right away. Yeah, and, or if yeah. they had to hear from Mignola like in interviews or later on, or if this was the full like confirmation or reveal that oh it's Rasputin. Yeah, it might have been harder to find that information, especially if you were like a kid or something. Like if you were like twelve years old reading this, you might not necessarily know. Right. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So maybe they were like, "You better be overt about it in this." Like, totally. To say it so distinctly. Right. Exactly. So then, and then does like a quick little like sepia cut. A panel of like sort of like Rasputin, the monk murdered by Prince Yusupov in night in nineteen sixty. Yeah, so it's like oh. senior portrait. <laughs> yeah, <That's> just- <laughs> a little, little dark senior portrait. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and then he talks about how nobody can kill him. He's like a god. Um, and then yeah, like we see Cronin and um, Leopold also say they believe him. Mm-hmm. You know that you we know that that if you say these things will happen, they will happen. You three will be the cornerstones of my church. Ooh. Can you tell us what what happened here tonight? To see a child come from fire. Reborn in fire. This is the herald of my new age. Yeah. So Ragnarok is upon us. So it's real ominous in this flashback. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking about he has seen. Yeah, he's seen Hellboy. And then he's also like. Also, for, for you guys should just forget Germany because Nazis are done. In less than five months, Hitler will be dead. Um, and she, Ilsa's like, I got to go back because, of course, she's thinking about Vlad, her love. And he's like, no, dude, you're don't even worry about it because Hitler already killed Vlad um, days ago. And she's like crushed. You can see in her face. She's like, no, like she can't take it. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it comes back to, you know, she's saying, forgive me, because um, she, I guess, abandoned Vlad when he was meeting with Hitler. And she was like, can't forgive herself. Yeah. For she that. was told that, that there was she was told of his day da- and da- um, his danger that was coming towards him. Yeah. Didn't do anything about it. 
Well, she had to be here with Rasputin. I'm sure yeah. she's, you know, she's torn. <laughs> and then from behind her, we see the symbol uh, that we've seen before, the upside down, the pentagram. Is that a pentagram or just an upside down star? I, I mean, a pentagram, I, I would say. I'm so dumb. I would uh, say so. But then there's like a little flame coming out of it. Yeah. With his black robe. And he's like, Ilsa, do not torture yourself for the vampire. Yeah. And she is startled and quickly turns around in this next panel. And he's like that crackle, it's that Kirby crackle yeah. that's sort of um, causing him to be silhouetted. Just an ominous feeling. Yeah, that general energy. feeling around him. And he's like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you get your haircut? <laughs> <laughs> great hair. Hey, don't touch me. Great though. hair. Don't touch me. <laughs> um, yeah. And he's like, I'm a spirit. She doesn't know what to do. He's like, come on, like, let's go talk in the sunlight. Um, which, yeah. yeah, which I guess, I don't know. I guess he just doesn't want a vampire to overhear them. <laughs> I, I guess know. so. Yeah. He's yeah. Just, or he's just wanting to walk amongst the world that he is going to do that wants to doom. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's like, just, let's enjoy the sun. But it does look good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to stay here. You have done all you can in this place, but you will see your grocery Gorescu again, and when you do, he will be young and strong as you remember him. Do you believe me? Yes, master. Good. Yeah. I love this whole part because it's something I think, and this is going to be a weird segue or like little like path to go off real quick, is like I think this is an element that I think Star Wars has not taken advantage of because I love that our villain Rasputin has come back from the dead but he's just sort of like a a specter yeah and he's but he's all but he's all still being able to communicate and um with his followers right and I feel like that's something we haven't seen in Star Wars we've seen it with the Jedi the good side their spirits coming back but it's like why hasn't like the dark side like why hasn't a dark side character come back and and communicated you know what I mean can they not harness this power of the force are they like I don't know whack but they're the ones that have been like been able to live for long, apparently. And the in the like mythology of Jedi's, it was the dark side that figured out how to live longer. Yeah. So it's interesting that they haven't figured out how to do that. Uh, like maybe as that's it. they're just too selfish. They're like, well, maybe, I'm dead yeah. now, so screw it. But it's something I find very <laughs> cool that element of him coming back and talking to his followers. Yeah. And it just makes it's like we thought he was it was done in its seat of destruction. Yeah. And it's like. Oh, no, it's not done. But, I mean, this, we should have known. Shame on us because he's Rasputin. And <laughs> yeah. if there's one thing but Rasputin dead, does, but he's not in the flesh. come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, yeah. We should have known. I should have known. <laughs> fool me. Fool me 30 times. Shame on us. Yeah, and I love it because he's yeah. just like, she just blatantly asks him, are you dead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Master, you are dead? <laughs> she's, he's like, oh, yep, speared through by a wailing man's harpoon. Thrown by an amphibian. You know, <laughs> you know how it goes. My body burned by, by elemental powers loosened from a young girl and my bones scattered by he who should have been my servant. Like, it's just kind of like an elegant way of telling like, yeah, I lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like, I wandered a while among the doomed spirits, those trapped in the upper air of this world. Then on past the limits of this narrow earth dimension, I sought the dark behind the stars, the pit, the pit, the prison hole of the dragon. Great, just his ominous dialogue. It's like yeah. such a like, it's cool to hear him talk because we praised his ominous dialogue when he was like really determined. Yeah. But this is such from like a place where he's like, I don't 
have this much power. Yeah. I'm not, my position is no longer powerful, but I still speak in this way. Yeah. It's just sort of now like relaxing. He's still reverent to the dragon and everything. He's like. And that, that prison and hole of the dragon takes us right into this beautiful, um, splash page of Agdru Jahad. Yeah. (laughs) The rocks up in the, uh, up in the galaxy in another dimension of some sort. Yeah, very like Kirby-esque page here. This big splash page. Abdith Yug Jahud. I guess is what it's saying. Yeah, which is cool because it's like... Didn't get to Google that one. But this part's very interesting because... Yeah, it's like speaking. The dragon is like speaking. At least one of them is speaking out of this. Yeah. And we cut to the next panel and it's a closer in on the one... Structure that says Jahud Un Rama. And then from that, we immediately cut to like a ceremony going on, which yeah. sort of looks like very ancient world ceremony of like a priest in front of a bunch of followers. Mm-hmm. Looks Egyptian, almost like Middle, Middle Eastern. Yeah, somewhere Middle Eastern. Like, yeah, it's uh, just, I think, also just to convey how old like how long humanity has been dealing with. Yeah. You know, with it's like. And this could know, be man. modern. We don't know. We don't, it's like sort of timeless. This, this Yeah, thing. that's true. I mean, yeah, I guess that that's the thing is like, I guess I'm, you know, I watch too many movies and I immediately associate like these like, yeah, this like praying with an older time, but yeah, it could be today. I, yeah, I feel like it could be. And it's interesting because they're praying for protection yeah. from the, from Anu protect us from his evil power. So they're Agdru uh, or Jahad. They're like wanting to be protected from it. Yeah. And it's like the dragons in response to that is Agdru Sug Abal Agdru Rama. It's like still <laughs> yeah. chanting its own thing. And I mean, which I think we'll know more and more as we read through Hellboy, of course. Yeah. Like the meaning of it. Oh, also on this, uh, to go back to the splash page yes. real quick. Probably just because I've been looking at swastikas all night. Um, I'm see like to me this is it recalls a swastika to oh, me. Oh, totally. You're the right. shape of the dragon's like prison here. Mm-hmm. Um I think he puts a lot of stock in symbols and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like I that's probably no accident that it's like symbolically like even the like swirl of this like galaxy and yeah there's the general shape of where these like are jutting out at this prison um recall a swastika to me too 100 percent, right yeah and it's very cool and and another thing that we point out swastikas is swastikas like, are cool swastikas are super cool i just said that now someone's gonna use that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that and frame me and frame me for somehow. something but like the one that the dragon's speaking at is clear, unlike the others. Yeah. So it almost implies that this thing is is somewhat getting loose. It's yeah. getting closer and closer to to being able to be break break out of its captivity. Yeah, and it has the little ring, this like Saturn like ring of stone around it. So maybe like that initial like outer stone structure has broken away yeah, from it. Yeah, and it's, this power is just gravitating and orbiting around it. Yeah. Ooh, and we go straight from that dragon, and it's. Ogdru Rama, which I believe is a hint at something about Hellboy, if I recall right. Oh. But I don't want to give anything away as we read along this story. Oh. So we cut back to Hellboy, who's now on the floor um, at the um, where he had fallen through, and he's just yeah. waking up. He's like, ugh. Kind of gets himself up, 
just on his arms, but he's like stupid. <laughs> like he knows he did a dumb stupid. thing. Yeah, he's <laughs> kicking himself. Where's that big Nazi bastard? Oh. Well, and then it's like he's gone. All we do is see his robotic arm, bloody robotic arm. Yeah. Just sitting in the dark. He's clearly gone and run away of some sort. And then we continue to turn and it's like a close up of the arm. And he's like, well, he can't go far leaking like that. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> With the whole arm ripped off of his body. Yeah. Um, and then we, it's now nighttime. Yeah. We established that it's in the evening. Then outside establishing shot of the manor and the moon. And then they, we cut even further back to show the village that's below this castle. Right. And we see an elderly man who's reaching outside who's transfixed by a hawk. Yeah. Maybe the hawk we saw previously. And we hear a daughter behind her going, Papa, you should come to the table and eat something. Close up on his eye. Then back to the hawk. Yeah. Eye. Papa. And he just whispers, he's coming. He's come back. Yeah. And then this is where he just sends them away, right? He he says, just tells her to gather her children pretty much and go away. Yeah. Well, he's like, yeah, make sure all the windows are closed. And then. Yeah. Maybe that's implied. I'm implying the rosary beads. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He tells me. Yeah. And then it's like. Never come back to this place. Yeah. Never come back. And it's like, take, yeah, take the rosaries. You and your sister go to Bucharest. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Cool. And then right. never come back to this place. As you said, you'll come you'll come with us, Papa. And he's like, no. And then a close up on that hawk again. Yeah. It's too late for me, child. Yeah. He's like, like no. Nah. What? And this is like a whole other thing. We're like, who is this guy? And yeah. Like, what is this? Happen? I guess just in the world of these villagers, like all the older people know they're like, Yeah, this is it. It's this just, curse is returned. Yeah. Which is another kind of thing that reminds me of Wolves of St. August, where it's like they, yeah, the the like villagers, the older villagers know, like it's been like spoken of, but nobody wants to speak about it anymore, kind of a thing. Yeah, and it's probably been peaceful. And now he's like, oh no. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, I don't, but I don't want you have to go through what I've seen to so go away. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah. And then from that, I mean, off of his too late, is there's like what that look to be there appear to be bats yeah. in the moonlight. Uh, they're a simple minimalist panel there yeah birds or bats probably bats i would say i'm that. assuming bats yeah. to imply vampires yeah but maybe not I mean, but even birds in this story are yeah no, yeah very odd. well they're bad omens it seems yeah. like raven or it could be a raven is that a raven no it's a hawk i would say but birds some seem sort like of good raptor o- some sort of bird <laughs> of prey um and then we cut to down in the catacombs of this castle that kelp was and he's walking through the shadowy um depths and he's just following a long trail of blood and he's yeah. just saying how much blood was in this guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like this is a lot and then we see hello like a creep like yeah. leaning over a leg and i real quick before we move on to that that creep um i just love this one panel of when he on a guy with the the knight structure behind him, the sculpture or statue and Hellboy just sort of like, that's, I think is just a great picture of Hellboy. Yeah. I just love awesome. Just really establishes him. And I sort of put it, his his body is not swole. He's just like fit. Yeah. He's like big, but he's like kind of sinewy and like a, he's, He's got like a boxer kind of thing yes, going like a classic on. Boxer, yeah, yeah. Like he's a brawler kind of a guy, but he's not like 
a huge hulking like he doesn't have veins really popping yeah. out. Yeah, he has more height on him than I think than muscle. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and then as you said, we have the great panel with the creep just leaning over. Love those little like the lights on the candle there. Yeah, it's really neat, and it just makes for a nice. He really uses the like smoke from those to make like a nice vertical shape, just like a neat shape. Totally, I think you're 100 percent right. And it's and it gives it like a weird energy to the room. Yeah, it almost it makes it even more uh, like supernatural that the that the smoke is moving in such defined lines yeah. and light with it. Yeah, and, and we get like a nice casual hello from a <laughs> from a hellboy. <laughs> from a dead thing. Oh you know hello, I mean? yeah. Yeah, he says casual hello and then Hellboy's response is so aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss your ass goodbye, freak. <laughs> oh, and then he's just like Casually again, oh no, youngster, you don't want me. It's the boy you want. The boy, yes. Vladimir, good rescue. Oh yes. Close up on that gnarly mouth, just chewing on flesh. Yeah, he's got this like, it's like protruding out of his, like his jaw is like protruding out. He's kind of like ape-like. And he's like, where is he? Come with me. So Hellboy, you know, he's not above following a dead thing you know we've yeah. seen that he's like pretty forgiving of creeps uh, like you know just creepy things um, yeah like, look these were his ladies and all gone now and like and you see this like lineup of women um and we've heard about vlad's women that were like burned like hitler had all of his special prisoners killed so like, yeah this is the whole crew we see a bunch of sarcophaguses that have been like the lids have been tilted and off and they've clearly went in there and just demolished them just, yeah. just slaughtered all of them that's what i that's what i pick up from that that image yeah 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 they they were saying like um yeah just decapitated and burned um and it's very interesting like how uh, like similar they all look they're all brunette they all some some have similar like facial structures or i guess they weren't decapitated well th- this is like where they they left and then ilsa like cuz he talks about ilsa yeah. taking them to germany no good nazi bitch so hellboy's probably like all right this guy's all right if he's yeah, you know yeah. he hates nazis yeah I we love have something that. in common i mean he's just he, i mean you're right he gets so angry right here too in this next panel he's like you know not to trust Nazis. And he's like, yeah. I know things. <laughs> I know things. <laughs> <laughs> no one listens to me. Like, he's very, like, he's, like, he he's almost him? charming because yeah. he's just a little crazy old man. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, yeah, when they remember to feed me, like, kind of just, like, complaining. He, he's gesturing so hard. One of his little candles has fallen out. And he talks about now that the boy is home. Uh, they don't let me see him. She is coming and she doesn't come to see me. So he's like, and now there's a new he's like, she who's she, uh, Ilsa. No, her, I found her. So like, yeah, just talking about how he like saved this, some mysterious woman. Um, yeah. And he's like, those Greek fishermen pulled her out of that cave all withered and hard and would have put her log like, into their fire, but I was there and they sold her to me. Why not? It's just like very cryptic. You can even see in Hellboy's eyes, he's just not understanding completely yeah, like, in that close up of the panel. Is this old man getting to a point? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, goes and gathers in, into a, a 
old ancient library and pulls a book out. Yeah. In these next couple of panels and hands it over to Hellboy. And he just continues to kind of just talk about this, this her with a very cryptic tone and like unclear specifics. Yeah. Right. Although we know, we know she sleeps for thousands of years. He bathed her in this awesome concoction of ox blood and milk and honey uh, oils. Yeah. And then, yeah, that was, uh, Yeah, and then he's in just... 1492, <laughs> Columbus was sailing the ocean blue, and uh, meanwhile, this was happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, and then he's, and it just gives us more fun information about whatever her is. Yeah. Um, in the book, and then we he was, and we have a shot of Hellboy opening the book, and it's like Lamia. Um, and then he's like, and then Doth cursed her so that she was half changed in her shape. It can no more, no long, no more bear the light of day. Yeah. So it's like a very hinting of another vampire esque, but we're not fully aware because there's you know the Polarian ice choked Hyperborea um, and the ocean swallowed up Atlantis. She has been the secret queen of a hundred empires, and now she is mine. He's taking claim over this thing that doesn't seem like it's going to really like that. Yeah. Like you're describing something powerful and then, but then you're like, it's mine. Yeah. Um, those are a little out of order, of course. Yeah, this what is I was very much like a, it's like a golem ring kind of situation where he's like, ah, oh, this is for me. You're, very like, much. Uh, you're a little tool. Yeah. You're getting used. Yeah. Um, and then the, the book just sort of falls apart. And yeah. So it just disintegrates. Yeah, yeah, you get the idea that he like didn't even grab it hard and it's just like falling apart. Um And this is very interesting, this little backstory that he gives about Vladimir. He's like, only have one son. So this is his father. Yeah, that a, that's and- what I assumed. It was like he was thrown from his horse and it was winter and he he froze to death. Um, found him hours later and the servants brought or the servants found him hours later and then he like sacrifices dogs and puts his son his body on the altar um and she gave she gave his son back to him um but now it's like partially her son he says yeah Mm -hmm. um but it's like great establishing um the tone of this flashback too it's very cryptic and it's just it's imagery where it's like just a close-up of a candle the naked body in this blue it's like you kind of you get the impression that it's frozen yeah and then the, the the throne and the altar, the body just lays on it. And then like a moon and then the body sort of stretching upwards as if it's coming back to life. Yeah. And this moon is like mirrored by this candle shape here. Like, mm-hmm. um, that's really neat. Yeah. And these pillars rising up and his, the shape of the body on the right kind of mirroring that. Like there's a lot of like, it's not like super, he's not like hitting you over the head with it, but these shapes, you know are being repeated like they're they're there but it's not something that you you, it's the kind of thing where it's like if you notice that he's doing it wrong kind of thing like people talk about like movie scores sometimes like that where it's like if you're noticing a score on a on a show they're not quite doing their job like it should just incorporate itself and like Mm -hmm. if we weren't analyzing this if we're just as just reading it you're just seeing it and it's like Wow, cool! But you, and you, maybe you're not taking the time to like really look at every For single sure. panel like us freaks, um, and you freaks at home, and uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, it's just it's cool. It's really cool to see him still do that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, he. I don't think he's ever gonna give that up. He's just so dedicated to his that type of storytelling. Yeah, I wonder how much like Even planning it takes, of, or if he's just busting this out. Like if he's just that I, dynamite. That's a good question. I would love to find that out. Yeah, I would assume he has a lot of planning because even with the addition of more dialogue, in my opinion, in this, it's still it's like visually he hasn't lost that that passion. Yeah, and then. He we continue. He tells them that you he, he, he's mad because he's like you know still my boy, but now also her son. Now you want to take him away again? Well, you're too late. Mm-hmm. And he's always just well. Guess we'll just see about that. And he's like too late. Her handmaidens have come. The women of the Se- the Thessaly are gathering behind the moon door, and the moon is up. Yeah. So it's like a weird little like again like. Very poetically cryptic threat. <laughs> yeah. And and then he's just out front is like, where is Vladimir? Just tell me. Yeah, just get cut to the chase at this point. <laughs> and this little creep yells too late while stabbing him in the shoulder. Yeah, right there. And he's just like, again, like you said, stubbing a toe. He's just like, gah, come gah, on. I deserve that. <laughs> like, he's just kicking himself. He's really let his guard down here. Because, you know, he, he and he kind of has because he's... He's on edge about this whole Nazi thing, so he's sort of allowing maybe more past him than yeah. he normally would. And he's um, just kind of oh, and f- another thing, some quick Googling. Yeah. Uh, Lamia is uh, the page that he gives, the, that the old man gives to Hellboy. Yeah. Um, in Greek mythology was this, like, child-eating monster... And, Ooh. like, yeah, uh, her the children were destroyed by Hera... Who learned about Zeus having relations with her, which is like a common thing for yes. Zeus to go out and fuck someone and then her to be like, hey, fuck you and punish this woman. They had a very Similar bad relationship. Similar to Medusa, I believe. Uh, I forget the origin like, of Medusa. I feel like it's it's similar. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not going to um, claim that I know the whole, but I think it's very similar. We'll never know. So I think Hera, Hera cursed her. And it I mean, was Hera's similar just cursing thing. people left and right. Yeah, she doesn't care. Yeah. And then, so that's so that's what this like creature is. And then, um, yeah, uh, just Thessaly a- is just a region of oh. Greece. Yes, yes, yes. So it's like, yeah, so just that he's like drawing from that. You see his little the the great mythologies. There. Yeah, yeah. There's such a rich mythology and all of that that it's he pulls very from. Cool. Yeah, and then Hellboy um, gives this little. Um, creep a big hit with his iron hand. Wallops him. Yeah. And it's like, woof. Knocks him pretty much to the floor and then he just grabs his candles. <laughs> yeah, shoves it in his face. And he's like, where is he? Yeah. Too late. And then Too he just, just bursts into flames. His yeah. head pops right off of his head and bursts into bones. <laughs> he's like, bones. Did he say moon door? Like, Hellboy's still focused. He's like, yeah. what did he say? Yeah, in the next page when he's like, Continuing down his search into the catacombs. Yeah. So then he sees a literal moon door, door and he yeah. opens it up, sees some sacrificed Nazi heads. Yeah, which um, is real creepy. Mm-hmm. I love this, like the slow like progression of that, of these frames into these these final pages. Yeah. Because it's just like the moon door, him shadowy creak. Just the silence is really building, I love here. Yeah. Because it's just his silhouette with still the knife in his back. Looking upon that and the close-up of those establishing the three heads. Yeah. One of them, which is one of the, is the robotic man he fought. Yeah. And he's just like, too easy. 
Yeah. <laughs> like it's just sitting here on a table. That's way too easy. Yeah. There's no way. And of course he's right. We see these birds gathering behind him, but this time they're like these enormous hellboy sized birds. And now we get why the hawks have returned and why that man was scared of them. Yeah. He's like, uh oh. There's just so many around him. And they seem to be of getting larger. Yeah. Yeah, and this these top three panels are so cool, like too late. And then the statue, like, so it's all it's like you're seeing this transition to a woman, but you never quite like this last figure is a statue rather than the full transformation. Like they're yeah. done transforming halfway between woman and um bird of prey here. Yeah. Uh the women of Thessaly, damn. I knew that sounded familiar. And I love they're charging that. at him. That is so He's like harpies. It's such a great I think it's even a stronger cliffhanger than the last one. Yeah. I love the last one because it was different, but this one is just so it leaves you with a little bit of Hellboy's humor that you want back. Yeah. Um, this new thing is introduced, which is such as and I think that great what you established with the uh uh the rock face was really cool because it is like just in that that those three frame those three panels well, from bird, half bird, half woman to stone is just like, nope, they're stuck. Yeah. This yeah. is their forms. They're this, stuck. They're never they are, going back to, yeah. if they ever were once women. That's beautiful. Yeah. And then just the close up and then that big wide panel of it flying at him. Just so angry. Look at her gnarly, like her just drooling fangs. Yeah. These like very pointy him. talons here. Yeah. Razor sharp, very pointy. Ooh, and he's in Hellboy is in some danger here at the end of chapter two. Yeah. He's stuck in a bind. He's in the bottom. <laughs> and he's this is crazy because he was in catacombs, but he seemed to have come out, out of that moon door, which would make sense if that's where he has to have the moon hit him. It's yeah. wide open as it looked like. These things have enough room to fly around and be a threat to him. Yeah. Yeah, they have enough space up here. It's quite oh, beautiful. It's neat. But yeah, any final um, thoughts um, of these last these last two issues, the first two um, chapters of Wake the Devil? Uh, just he's continues Mignola, 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 Mignola. Oh boy, M I N Y O L A. Look at think of it that phonetically. Uh yeah, too easy. Like I mean, he's just doing. He's continuing to just blow me away, um, and ha just be fun, and f it feels. Like his drawing style is loose, even though it's so well thought out. Uh, like he's just doing both. He's doing all of it. Totally. He's doing all of it. And I, I love that moon door shot with Hellboy walking out with the silhouette of Hellboy there. Um, just so cool. Yeah. Love it. I can't wait to keep reading. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be so fun. How about you? I think you, I think I didn't really establish my favorite. But I think the rereading it with you now, mm -hmm. I think the the final those final three panels with the bird, the half bird, half woman in the stone in the statue. Yeah. That's why I had to hit it again and I'll hit it a third time now. Is like I think that kind of visual storytelling that you clearly called out and brought to my attention is why I've loved these books for so long. Yeah. Like I'm just like, ugh. You get to Even my subconscious something. picks it up, but it's like, oh, yeah, but wow. Yeah. The first reading, I definitely don't pick up like, uh, cause I'll read it usually once but, or sometimes twice before I come talk to you about it. So like I do end up discovering more things as we're reading through it and it's, yeah, there's 
there that the, the fact that there is more to discover like there's so yeah it's so layered his stories and just fun to look at like the fact that you can look at it again and again is a testament to how beautiful beautifully done it is and yeah and yeah i mean love hellboy love we're reading hellboy. something that has won an eisner he won it an eisner for well this in 1997 um i think the only other la- like final thought i have is and it's not i don't know it may, it's going to come off like a criticism and make you think i'm not enjoying this mm-hmm. It's that I think with the new, with Mignola now writing on his own and without John Byrne, sort of being a, like, it feels like Mignola is a minimalist artist. John Byrne at least felt like he was more of a minimalist story, like, word-wise. His scripts, yeah, were definitely like the the written equivalent of Mignola's visual. Yeah, and this seems like Mignola striking out as his, on, on his own as a writer for the first time, of course. Yeah. Before, of course, Wolves of August 1st. And I might just be... Yeah, but this is, for, uh, I guess you're saying like longer stories. Yeah, like I feel to... like even, even though I don't, I think there's plenty of looking back on Seed of the Stray, there's plenty of like, like bo- thought bubbles, word bubbles, a lot of captions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. This one just seems so, and it might just be because we're doing a podcast about it and we're having to like, I want to f- like we want to move along, but also I want to talk about every panel. Yeah. But a lot of the panels seem to be cumbersome with dialogue, yeah. so it's harder to talk about it the way we want to talk about it. That makes these podcast episodes so long, but it's also the way we want to have the discussion <laughs> with you. So a lot of times we'll hit panels that I'm like, yeah, I want to talk about this whole thing, but it's just all dialogue. Yeah. So all I can tell you is, list- is for the listeners so is like we're not it. really gonna break down those. Those because they're just full of such information. Yeah, the visual itself's not telling story. We're more so going to stop and like these last ones, give more attention to like the how it's visually telling. It's a little harder to do that when there's so much dialogue, and it's not a criticism because I don't think it's done badly. It's just yeah, it's so cool. I I wonder if he just I wonder what his level of trust with himself was right as far as scripting. Like I wonder if he felt like. I, the way, like maybe he wasn't confident in having his script be so minimal and felt the need to spell it out a little bit more. True. And it's, and he's not spelling it out badly. Yeah. It's not, it's not that he's like hammering you over the head. You don't see a lack. The quality doesn't lack in it. Yeah. It's just more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like getting comfortable maybe with the level of what, what information am I, uh, uh, do I owe the reader to give? And what information can I just get away with visually? Which, of course, he can convey so much visually. But, yeah, maybe just taking that first crack at, at the script. He's He wants to lean on the... He wants to lean on being more informative and telling the reader more so that they can enjoy... It fleshes this story out a lot more. Especially then when you don't have... Unless you're going to the library looking all this stuff up. Like, for me, like... I can Google all of these German words, but he—he's, you know, he knows that he's presenting a lot to you. Um, that you're not going to be as educated you're not, as yeah, him. You're not going to have this like basis of understanding. Like you're not going to know all of this Greek mythology right off the bat. Like you're not going to be able to totally figure this out in like 1996 or seven. Ninety six, because the Eisner was in ninety seven. Yeah. yeah. Or you could, but you're with a 56K modem and it'll take you, you might as well go to the library. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want, he's not writing for an audience that is 
that has done the research. He's writing for an audience yeah. that wants to pick up something and be entertained. Or maybe they've done a little bit, like maybe they sort of know. And if anything, it's like he's entertaining somebody, but like the fact that he has the references, he might spark somebody's curiosity. Yeah. That they go find out for their own. Yeah. And that's a great gift to give somebody. For sure. But yeah, I think it's a great read. I think we have established in tonight's um, episode that we can only we can only make it through two issues. Two tops, man. Two tops. We <laughs> you get worn out walking. And in the way that we're wanting to do this, you can only really make it through two. Two. We we were really gonna try to go for the first three. Wake the devil, and we realized, yeah, you got to do two and then take a break. Yeah, we have to sleep at some point. Because there's the a day. lot that he's putting in there that's really <laughs> yeah. rich. That is the first part of Wake the Devil. Wake the Devil issues one and two. One and two. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but we just want to let you know, please, any thoughts on this episode, any other thoughts on the entire podcast or your thoughts on Wake the Devil, we'd love to hear from you. Please um, email us at ahcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. We loved doing it. Tonight was the first time we ever did the email, so that was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then um, any quick suggestions on anything that to people to read or see that in, that was inspired by what we went over tonight? Well, I'm excited to read some of these novels, but I don't know when I can really crack into them. Yeah, I think that's going to be something down the line. I don't, yeah. It might not be based on chronological. That might be its own separate thing that I think they will really do book reports on. Yeah, yeah. Because it is a longer, those are longer and more in-depth reads. Cool. Um, I, totally. guess, I guess it, may, it also makes me want to read. I used to like borrow Greek mythology books from the library. Uh, every time I went, like I should have bought them. Yeah. So it makes me want to like go back and reread them because it's just been a long time. Like I feel like I have forgotten a lot of it. And so why don't you guys look up some Greek myths and we'll all just look at that together. Heck yeah. yeah. I would say go, go watch a uh, clash of the Titans, the original. Oh yeah. Or uh, Jason and the Argonauts. They're just cool. Cause they, this brings in a lot of that Greek mythology and the, yeah. the women of uh, Hesley, I believe are even in one of those. Oh, cool. I feel like, or at least a version of those, those are in one of those movies I'll eat it and up. the animation, the stop motion animation um, from Harryhausen is amazing. Yeah. It's just worth watching just for historical f- cinematic reasons. Yeah. So Clash of the Titans and Jason of the Argonauts. Definitely I watch those. I love it. And then, uh, great. Thanks again for listening. Yeah, guys. Um, we really are happy you listeners are enjoying the podcast. Um, let us know what your thoughts on it. Thanks again, Dave, for this awesome stuff. You're welcome. Oh, I God, love doing so this podcast cool. with you. You and too. Follow us again on Instagram at <laughs> Ah Crap A Hellboy Podcast, Twitter at Ah Crap Hellboy, and please go on to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. That'll get more listeners to us as well. Share it with your friends, whoever else likes Hellboy and comic books out there. Yeah. This is us signing off. Thanks for listening. Thank you. We love you. Hey, Clams. It's Lindsay and Angela. Welcome to the Clam Bake. You know, the opposite of a sausage fest. We explore what it means to be a feminist today. We're coming back from our post-season one hiatus with a very special live show as part of the LA Film Festival, and we'd love to see you there. It's Tuesday, September 25th at 7.30 p.m., and there are going to be trucker hats given out. Get ready to win. Woohoo! So join us in some much-needed patriarchy smashing live Tuesday, September 25th at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are available online at filmindependent.org. Can't wait to see you there. Bye, Clamps. Bye. Campfire.